Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hi ho everybody and welcome back to D Plus Us, the show where we talk about all things Disney. I'm one of your hosts, Griffin Tanel, Griffin D Pat, and with me as always is the wonderful, amazing, the talented Mr. Mitch George. Are you ready for what's likely going to be the longest episode we've ever recorded? My goal is to someday either get invited to or just choose to attend as a fan the event we are about to discuss in depth for the next four to seven hours. Yes, well, hopefully not. I told someone I play video games with them tonight. <laughs> I have to just cancel that. Good luck. We are talking about D23. So many panels. So much awesomeness. Mitch, before we talk about anything, we got to go to D23. <laughs> Oh, I know it's, 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 it's on the list. I mean, I'm heading down to the parks in about a month and I cannot wait for that, but it's just everything from this is just like, it reinforces for, for as many wrongs as there are within the Walt Disney company and just the world in general right now, it, the amount of joy that the internet collectively, and especially those in attendance at D23 were able to experience this past weekend doesn't seem like something that can be matched. And it's something I need to experience at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So much amazing stuff came out of it. It's one of those things. It was like the energy from it, even for those of us that aren't able to attend is electric. I really hope like Disney is weirdly secretive about these kind of events, like their Comic-Con panels and this, and they did pull the curtain back a little bit with the amount of panels that they live streamed this year, which I was very appreciative of. But I do understand if they're going to continue to charge people to attend this event, that they're never going to put everything online. And what's but funny just is there's overall, like, all of those block things, there's recaps now up of, up on IGN. Like, video from inside there. Plus. There are recaps on Disney+. Plus. I love that. I love that so much. Like, I saw that. I went to watch, uh, finish up um, Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness last night. I haven't been on Disney+, Plus in a couple of days, because I've been super busy. And I was like, oh, here's the D23 stuff. I'm like, they're making what they are showing extremely accessible. And the stuff that they were streaming was really good stuff. Like, We're going to get to it. The, the, the finale here, folks, if you want to stay tuned, is Griffin and I gushing about the Parks panel. Mm -hmm. So if, you're, if you want to hear Parks, you're going to have to hold on to the end to hear our thoughts on everything announced and not announced from that Parks panel. But I'm just overall, I'm glad they're doing more of this. But it was also like weird. Yeah. Um, especially the, I think it was the first day when they were doing the Legends panel and they cut away from Bob Chapek because he was announcing the multiverse attraction for Avengers Campus. And they were like weirdly secretive about that, but then not, and then went back to the Legends panel and then broadcast what they missed him saying after the, it was weird. There was a lot of That's all I'm going to say. There were technical difficulties. They didn't really explain that well to the audience at home, but I get it. It's I mean, a live conference. Anything can happen. Even in the parks panel, they just weirdly cut it off at the very end. Like there wasn't a goodbye. Yeah. There was nothing. And I do think it's very much, I don't think D23 has really been streamed much in the past. Um, I think, I think the last D23 they did, there were a couple of things streamed. Um, I think with the global pandemic, because there hasn't been a D23 since 2019, but they did do some sort of fan event online only last year. So I feel like they've, did their, they've dipped their toes in the water previously, and this is their first real 
foray into making D23 more accessible to the audience at home. Yeah, I do think it's definitely going to be interesting, essentially, especially because D23 is more than just an event. It is a fan club and a whole lot of things. It's definitely interesting. I want to talk a little bit more about just kind of the general convention and all, but I do want to give people a rundown right off the bat of what we're going to be going over because there is so much we are going to be covering today. Yeah, this is not going to be a typical episode, so we do appreciate you being here. But if you want to, if you want to bounce out and wait for a normal episode of the show, you can expect. I don't know what the next thing Camp is going to be. We're I was finally say doing Pinocchio. We're finally we're doing do Camp Rock. Camp, I was, I was going to say Pinocchio, but I don't think we should after watching it this weekend. I it, it was. Uh, I was confused when Pinocchio was looking at horse poop, and I stopped watching after that. It, it was a it was a weird one, but we'll we'll, um, we'll talk about that offline. Yeah, maybe. we'll talk about that. But yeah, do expect a regular episode uh, soon-ish on Camp Rock whenever we can. You know, pull ourselves together to watch it and get together and talk oh, about it. it uh, our weekly shows, uh, the finale for High School Musical and Musical Series Season 3 should be out this week. Next episode of She-Hulk. You can expect us to do something around Andor, which has a three-episode premiere next week. That'll be uh, a whole ball of wax we need to unpack and figure out what we're doing. But yeah, um, I have an idea that we appreciate y'all being here, even if this isn't necessarily your jam, um, us recapping these panels in the show. Uh, that being said, if you wanted to bounce for whatever reason, we really do appreciate you being here. And if you could rate five stars, like, share, subscribe, all the things you can do on all the places, it is very much appreciated. Yeah, we really do appreciate that. It gets us out to more folks. But here's what we're going to be doing. Going to roll, run through all of this, and there will be time codes for this. I'm actually going to make sure we start doing time codes for shows like this, where we talk about a bunch of exclusives and announcements and stuff. Um, so if you want a specific, looking for specific reactions and stuff, that's going to be the best way to find it. We're going to start talking about the Disney and Marvel Games Showcase, uh, talking all about video games and stuff. After that, we are going to talk about Disney-branded television. Then we're going into the Disney and Pixar D23 Studio Showcase. Then, because that's right, there's a lot of shit. Uh, we're talking about Marvel, Star Wars, and 20th Century Studio Showcase. And then we're wrapping it up talking about everything from the Disney Parks Showcase. The, I forget what the official title was, but I remember it was The Boundless Future. Got it. Uh, yeah, got yeah, it was like Boundless Future, Disney Parks Experiences and Products, mm -hmm. something. So yes, we will be talking about all of those announcements there and some lacks of announcements. But before we jump into it, Mitch, other than the announcement stuff, did you watch anything from D23? I mean, some of the interviews they did, um, either leading into or coming out of some of the panels, uh, were were fairly interesting. I did go back and watch some of the breakout sessions they did on the games announcements. Uh, Blessing Ode OEA Jr. did a great job of hosting that event and then followed it up with some interviews with Amy Hennig and and some of the other folks developing the, I think some of the folks from Firaxis did something. It was, but other than that, I mean, I was pretty swamped this weekend just keeping up with this news and yeah. other commitments so i didn't get to watch too much outside of yeah, the, uh, only other, the yeah, panels the only panel i watched because I, I was the same way like saturday night was hilarious to me as i'm scrolling through what um twitter getting like my announcements that way while watching football uh but no i also watched the imagineering 70th anniversary panel which i highly yeah, that was one i i meant to watch it and i missed it i highly it. recommend going back to watching it but also i love how quickly we pre-ordered that book <laughs> I mean, I didn't All even right. tell you that you pre-ordered that book. You're just assuming I, I did. I know you pre-ordered that book. I know you, And you sent me the Amazon.com link, which is very difficult to use when you're Canadian. And of hey, course you sent me the Amazon.Canada search... link sometimes. So. 
That's totally fair. But yeah, 100% I pre-ordered that. I know you. I know you pre-ordered it. You don't need to tell me. I just know. Because we're the same person in this regard. Like, I... That was announced immediately I picked it up. No, I'm... I started to figure out the name of that other book that they were discussing prior to the Parks panel. The I want to pick that one up too. The hundred things to do. Yeah, I'm curious what that was. But no, I just want to recommend that people go and watch that Imagineering panel because that is like one of the most like inspirational, like I got to get to work things I've ever watched. It's one of those things of we, all of us Disney kids have hope or the, the aspiration is to be an Imagineer because you hear all these stories, especially going back to when we were kids and it, um, you know, life doesn't always work out that way, but it is one of those things of like, if there was an opportunity, it'd be hard to say no. Look, I'm not saying that I keep the career page bookmarked, but I keep the career page bookmarked. Oh, that's, so I went to the D23 YouTube channel expecting that those live videos would be there and they're not. No, that's a drag. I think they're mostly just on. I think they're only on Disney Plus. The, no, like the panels themselves, not the not the recaps. Yeah, I think that they're putting those panels or those panels were exclusive or there's something like that. That's Anyways, so I do want to go back. It would have been just good to go back and figure out the name of that damn book. But I digress. I'm gonna find it for you. No, don't worry about it. Let's talk about this. Otherwise, we're gonna be here for 17 hours. Yeah, fair enough. Let's go ahead and start. Right at the top, we're starting with the Disney and Marvel Games Showcase 2022. We are going to be going off of some articles for this. Uh, this one's going to be coming from IGN because they do yeah, Adam, great reps. Adam Bankhurst over at IGN. Adam yep. Bankhurst, thank you for saving us and keeping us somewhat mature. Organized. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's start at the top with uh, Skydance New Media's brand new game. We don't have a title for it yet, but it is going to be featuring Captain America and the Black Panther during World War II. Uh, those two characters, as well as what looks like to be a Dora Milaje warrior, as well as a soldier who is on Cap's side. I'm just super excited for this, though. So they, the soldier... So, first off, the Black Panther is Azuri, who is T'Challa's grandfather. So we're going back two generations of Black Panther. Gabriel Jones is the U.S. soldier who is uh, the Commando. only black member of the Halloween Commandos. And Nanani, or Nanali, uh, the leader of the fledgling Wakandan spy network. So I think kind of the birth of the, not the Doras, but the, like the Doras that go and be spies and stuff, like um, what's her face from the movie? Okoye? Not Okoye, the... Oh, you mean... The love love interest. Love interest. I feel horrible for I'm, I'm, I'm going. My yeah, brain doesn't. No, but I'm uh, Nakia. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm super. So it's going to be. Though. Me too. Honestly, just seeing. Seeing a cooperative action adventure game in the vein of the Uncharted game. So, because for those who don't know who are tuning into this for the first time, Amy Hennig was responsible for a lot of the work. A lot. She was the director for the first three Uncharted games, or the first two at least. First right. Two. First three. So over at uh, over at Naughty Dog. So her pedigree is in these, you know, large scale environmental set pieces, action adventure type experiences. Uh, so you, you got to think third person action adventure, some shooting mechanics. It's going to be that type of game, but it's the narrative aspect of this that I'm most looking forward to of an era we don't see 
explored as much about Captain America during World War II. The fact that three of the four main characters are black and how that's going to influence the story and where that what what sort of narrative that drives because you do have three of three of the four main characters of this game being black going up against Nazis in Nazi Germany, World War II era, Hydra, all that stuff. So that's going to be very interesting to see where they go with the story there. And man, I can't wait for this. I know it's probably years away at this point, but it's yeah, considering one of, if not my most anticipated game at this point. Like, dude, have you read Captain America, Black Panther, Flags of the, Our Fathers? No, I need to. Okay. I know you I have said about every story. Um, it is this, it is the story. It is Captain America and Black Panther fighting in World War II. And I believe it is even T'Challa's grandfather. It might be his father. No, it's his grandfather. It's King Zuri. Um, it's very uh, good. I I'm highly recommend. That, sorry. That was Flags of Our Father? Flags of Our Fathers. Of Our Fathers. All right. I'm pulling that one up in that Marvel Unlimited. And I'm going to give that one a read. Just as soon as we're done here. Yeah, I highly recommend it. It's a great book. I highly recommend it for everyone, especially if you're interested in this game. But yeah, it's only four issues. So you don't, it's not like a a huge commitment to read into this. Mm -hmm. This is one that's definitely going to be keeping an eye on. But I also just want to shout out this trailer, both in terms of them, that music. I can't not sing along to that song. It's really good. Also, I am a sucker for any video game. promo that starts with just a slow pan over a desk and just seeing all the things it's, on the it's bioshock it's fallout it's all of these kind of games and they knew exactly it what was they were um doing. i guess it was just a picture but the indiana jones game for bethesda man i was hoping we were going to see that here and we didn't and that disappointed me i get the fact that with it being exclusive the marketing is probably on Microsoft's side to to do that but still it would be nice swear to, to god if we get kingdom hearts news at this playstation thing tomorrow shut up we cannot bring that into existence no it's purely because it didn't happen at d23 because i owe you oh yeah for those who don't know uh griffin and i made a bet that kingdom hearts would or would not appear at d23 and it did not in any significant capacity other than some brief shots in a in a sizzle reel so griffin owes me a dole whip yeah let me know how much i don't know what that is look it up um yeah no honestly i'm still shocked that it didn't show up but let's go Let's keep going through the news. Uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns has an official release date of December 2nd, this 2022, year. which is shocking to me. I thought for sure this could be 2023, but Marvel Midnight Suns is this very interesting tactics card game where you're playing as the first fa- player-made character for a Marvel game fighting against Lilith, the Queen of Demons, who has corrupted a bunch of other Marvel characters, and you're kind of saving them, fighting back. I don't know Didn't where you're you make your didn't you make your own character? Or at least you 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 customize the character in X Men Destiny, right? Don't we don't talk about that game? Um, no, okay. I don't remember. I never actually played it. I just know people hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think this looks very interesting. I'm always a big tactics games. This is coming from the team that did XCOM. Like, this is a very very interesting game to me. How about you, Mitch? I I'm much more looking forward to like they showed off the opening cinematic to the game, which. That stylized 2D trailer is just like, it is incredible. Comics and announced that there would be a series of five prequel shorts releasing starting on Halloween. So I'm very lo- much looking forward to understanding more about this story and what's gotten us here. And card games are my jam. You know, Mega Man Battle Network, Pokemon, it all, it all scratches that itch. Uh, yeah, I mean, Yu-Gi-Oh! Like card games, this is, the, this is the presentation for you because we got a big one coming up. 
Oh yeah, that's gonna absorb my entire being when we get there. Oh, but yeah. uh, no, I'm I'm super excited for Midnight Suns. It's one I'm gonna pre-order and play a bunch of over uh, this holiday season. Yeah, let's. Um, I'm really excited for it. I'm sure when it comes out, we'll be talking a bunch about it. So to keep an eye on. The we might even just do an episode on it. Stay yeah, tuned. we haven't done a video game episode, and I feel like we should at some well, point. Well, we. But... I mean, we're a Disney Plus podcast. The games aren't on Disney Look, Plus. We we we've made adjustments to the show. I introduced it with all things Disney instead of all things Disney Plus. We can change the show. We, it's we can show. do whatever we want. We can do whatever we want. Speaking of games, let's talk about the next one coming in 2023. Tron Identity, a brand new visual novel adventure from the creators of Thomas Was Alone, Bithel Games. I'm super excited for Mike Bithel. I'm super excited for the whole team. This one even got a shout out in the parks panel, which was interesting. That was very, I think that was mostly just to be a transition into talking about the new tron ride but that too yeah i'm so excited for this more tron better especially from bissell and the folks over there like they make great stuff this ip lends itself so well to the idea like or the the framework of telling a story through a visual novel the game set to follow query which is great uh, a detective program tasked with solving the mystery of an unprecedented crime it's all we know coming to pc at least next year we don't know about console yet but i imagine if it is coming that it's going to come to everything at some point um what i love about that yeah, I'm about what curious. we know about it is that is the most bithel thing i've heard like if you've played subsurface uh circular mm -hmm. it is just, just what that game is <laughs> like go okay, play this next announcement circular. we we got we got to keep going because this next announcement yep. is the one that for me like this one stole the show. Like I, I expected the sky dance game because it had been heavily rumored for a long time. This next one came out of nowhere. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Then a new co-op platformer featuring Mickey mouse and friends called illusion Island exclusive for the Nintendo switch from D D la la games, the creators of the most recent Battletoads game, dude. Oh my God. Right off the bat, I, we have to talk about this uh, support online, local, and splits, local split screen co-op, which means, Mitch, we can play this game together. And we will. Yes. Do not worry, we will. Uh, what's interesting about this is, just going behind the scenes a little bit, after this, Dis or, uh, Nintendo announced uh, Nintendo Direct, focusing on games coming out this year. I think we're going to see this again, the exact same trailer in the Nintendo Direct, and people are oh, going to get really upset. Absolutely. I would bet, I would genuinely bet money on that. I shouldn't keep saying that. I already lost one of these bets. Um, no, I, I do think they're going to try to get so it out to multiple people. And I do think that there's going to be people who are seeing it for the first time at the Nintendo Direct. So, like, it does make oh, sense sure. to put it in both places. But, yeah, there's going to be angry people. But The echo chambers we exist in on the internet are going to be upset. And I'm just be like, no, tell everyone this exists. My sister needs to know this exists. We need to play this with people when it releases next year yeah this game is going to be awesome looking at it like art style alone it's perfect it looks very similar to the um current mickey shorts but it does like differentiates itself enough the most interesting the thing that it reminded me the most of is looking at this game it's like rayman legends but it's a disney mickey and friends game yeah and that is all I need to know. We're getting a new game in the Illusion universe. As I said, that's the interesting friends. thing to me is that it's called Illusion Island, which I hope we get some Castle of Illusion references in there. I hope you we bring to. back Castle of Illusion. 
I wouldn't be surprised if a couple years after this game comes out, they announce a Castle of Illusion remake in the same engine with the same art style. Yeah, Castle of Illusion remake remake. Because that game has been remade once already. I mean, it hasn't stopped. That's the Old Republic. I was going to say The Last of Us, but... That too. (laughs) Moving right along, uh, we did get uh, an announcement from Marvel World of Heroes from the creators of Pokemon Go. It looks like a new Marvel AR game. They really didn't show It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Pokemon Go worked because it was Pokemon. Harry Potter failed. Ghostbusters failed. These, there, nothing else is stuck the way that Pokemon did. It's going to come out to a big old wet fart. Yeah. Um, I yep, hope I'm that's, wrong. That's all there is. I don't have anything to say about it. So, I have a lot to say about this next one. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Get the quick gameplay. Oh, you thought it was Marvel Snap. No, oh, it's I not. Oh, I totally missed that that <laughs> existed in there. That was one sentence. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, moving on. I don't care about Avatar. Marvel Snap. Got a Marvel release Snap. date for October 18th, 2022, which feels like way too soon for me. It feels like that game still has a lot of issues that they got to fix before it comes out. But I'm super Griffin, excited. That comes out four days before I have an international flight. If this game has an offline mode, that is all I'm going to be able to do on this plane. It's not going to. I hope you know that. And if it doesn't, it's all I'm going to play in the airport while I play Pokemon Unite offline on the plane. But I digress. Apologize. Or Cars 3 driven. No, Cars 3 I bought on playstation lego incredibles is the one i have on the switch so maybe i'll finally play through lego the incredibles yeah perfect get in the mood for uh the incredicoaster 100 percent. now i'm super excited this game looks absolutely dope it's uh a much simpler to understand hearthstone uh card battler which i think hearthstone is already a very simple easy to play game but having watched some gameplay of this from a variety of people that already have access to it the android beta has been out for a few months now or a couple months now um i am I'm ready for this game to consume my life. Yeah, it's gonna I, be a like it's gonna be a problem for me. I, I love wait. this. I love the creators. The trailer is great. Aquafina is hilarious in it. But I also just want to shout out Second Dinner, the devs of this, just in general, because they're a, this is their first project. Um, it's a team of veterans. Like these aren't people that are new to the industry by any stretch of the imagination. But this is going to be a very interesting thing. This is going to be the next. I don't like. We know it's free to play. I don't know what the microtransaction model looks like. Uh, Disney and Marvel have been working on a lot of these mobile free to play titles, including one that Griffin has been addicted to, even though it's also on console. And that isn't really. While I have my reservations about this model, this kind of game is the one that is going to catch me. Like I will be a whale for this game, regardless of the the model. I'm hoping it's not too egregious. Yeah, I think it will. I think it's going to be. I'm predicting it will be too egregious, but I am jaded when it comes to mobile games so that's just my opinion moving along um gonna be kind of quick on this one uh the next game that was shown was return to monkey island we got a trailer for it and a release date of september 19th which just happens to be talk like a pirate day which is funny um, a little on the nose, but I'd expect nothing less from the Monkey Island. So yeah, it's Monkey Island. That's that's kind of their thing. Looks great. It's Monkey Island. Monkey Island's back. I don't have really anything to say about this if you don't. Uh, no, but I did Google Marvel Snap microtransactions, and I'm now very scared. Oh, yeah, it's going to be bad, man. It's a card game. It's a mobile card game. I don't know what you were expecting. Moving right along, uh, we got a first look at the gameplay for Aliens Dark Descent, a tactics top-down shooter where you play as a squad fighting a bunch of Xenomorphs. Cool. Looks dope. Can't wait for it to come out. We really don't know much about this game even with the gameplay. 
looks cool. I'm not a huge tactics guy, so it's probably one that I skip. But hey, for all y'all tactics fans out there or aliens fans, how about it? It was also announced that they will be bringing Gargoyles. That's right. The Gargoyles platformer game from the 90s to modern consoles and PC. Uh, you might ask, when the, what, what did this come out on? This came out on the Sega Genesis, folks. Came out was on it the just Genesis. the Genesis? I feel like it also came out on the Super Nintendo. Did it? I only know it from the Genesis game. <laughs> so if it came out on the See, Super I, Nintendo, great. It's coming from the same... Uh, folks that did the Lion King Aladdin Jungle Book um, collection. I was honestly expecting this to just be another add-on to that game. Yes, they um, Because they did do that with Jungle Book, so the precedence is there. But no, it sounds like they're just going to do the Gargoyles game in... Yeah. The interesting oh, oh, thing oh. to me about this is it feels like it's setting a precedent of we're bringing back a lot of these old Disney games, a lot of them platformers, because that was just the time. No, you're right. I think this um, was only on the Genesis, at least according to this article from Kotaku. Yeah. Um, no, it does feel I, like I a setting, idea. Yeah. It does feel like they're setting a precedent, though. They're going to be making more of these, and they're just going to release them as is. They're not going to wait to bundle them in a product. They're just going to put them out. And I really hope we get more of these because it's Disney games are I didn't very think gargoyles. I did not think gargoyles was the one we were going to get, but Disney, Sega, Genesis games. I'm just going to quickly look at a list yeah, and say, is. I think the next one we're going to get is Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse. And they're just going to do a straight re-release of Castle of Illusion. I could see it, honestly. Like, there's, they could literally do... Or you do Castle of Illusion and World of Illusion together. I could see it. I think that they... Or we just go crazy and I say, no, it'll be Ariel the Little Mermaid or... Fantasia or the great circus mystery starring Mickey and Minnie. Look, there's some weird games back on the Genesis. Dude, if you want a really weird game, check out the magical quest starring Mickey Pocahontas Mouse. Pocahontas Genesis game. No, that'll be the next one. They love talking about Pocahontas. Mm -hmm. No, I could see them doing a lot of these. I could see them doing the illusion stuff. I could see them doing Mickey mania, quack shot. Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Like there's a lot to take from, from there. And I really hope we eventually get, a good chunk of it. There's some stuff that kind of was not great, but Toy for the Story. sake of okay, like having fine. this stuff and having it documenting it for the future, I do think this is a very good thing. It's a great way for Disney to make money, which is, you know, at the end of the day, what any real business is trying to do. Exactly. Uh, moving along. Let's talk about Disney Dreamlight Valley. Um, the newest life sim that I am absolutely addicted to right now. Uh, where did I you... tell you my sister? My sister asked me about this game. She's like, "Is what is this Disney game?" I'm like, "It's Animal Crossing Star Cross Stardew Valley." She's like, "I bought it," and I had to tell her, "You know, it's going free to play in a few months." Or she, I don't care. It's not. She went out, bought months. it on the Switch. That's exactly what I did too, and I don't think it's coming free to play until next year. So, I mean, it's September. A few months is next year. That is a very good point. But let's talk about the <laughs> announcements. Uh, no, it's a life sync game where you go to the Dreamlight Valley and you essentially bring the world back from ruin, which also a ridiculously poignant story that I'm not really going to get into because I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, um, I'm not very far into it and let my game pass lapse. So I probably won't be getting back to it for a minute. You can pretty much you can kind of get the idea of what the story is if you've played a couple of hours of it, but it really is good. Um, they announced that Toy Story, the Toy Story realm is going to be coming later this year. 
Um, Toy Story was something we already knew about. We'd had seen Buzz and Woody in the trailers, and it's hilarious because they are toys, and they show up toy-sized in the universe, which is fantastic. But yeah, really happy that we're getting it more, more of this. I love this game. I will be playing this for a very long time. It just, it's perfectly scratching that itch for me of, I miss the parks, and also I love this type of game. This is one of my favorite types of games out there. Disney does some really interesting things like this. You look back at the, what was it, Disneyland Adventures for the Kinect on the 360? Yeah, I still jump into that. And I'm legitimately going to boot that up before we go on our trip to California and be like, this is basically the park, except we don't have Toontown because it's closed for refurbishment and there's no Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, it is. Um, it's interesting. It's They love doing this kind of stuff. And I'm really happy they kind of just let Gameloft go with this one. Yeah. Um, there's a oh, couple yeah. of weird things about it. Like you can very clearly see where the pricing is going to come into it, but it's not real. It's not pay to win. It's pay to have it's things pay look to skip the way. timers and stuff. Not even that. It is pay to uh, look the way you want to look. Oh, okay. See that? That I'm okay with when the microtransactions are purely cosmetic and don't affect the gameplay. But um, if they make it very difficult to unlock cosmetics and make it make the grind for certain things that much ag- more egregious. Because there is the option to pay for it, then I have a little more hesitation. There's one more thing I want to shout out about the game before we move on, and that is actually just the character creator. Because it is amazing. Like, a big part of this game is having your character the way you want to have it. But one of the best things they do that more games need to be doing is you can change everything about your character. uh, Body, face, hair, clothing, all of it at any point in the game. It's not hidden. It's not locked behind any mechanic. It's not hidden by anything. You can just do it whenever you want. There's a ton of different body types. Uh, they do still break it up male, female, gender, but even within those, they do have a lot of representative body types, whether it's skinny, larger, even body types that are to insinuate trans. Like They did a very, very good job with this, and I am very happy about that. It It, it is one of the more... I want to say gender fluid creators yeah. uh, out there. It's not, it, it doesn't strictly abide by one or the other. All the options are mixed in, which is what you would expect from something trying to be as inclusive and welcoming as it can be. Uh, and we need to see more of this from Disney, both in games, parks, film, TV, etc. Honestly, I might do a stream of this game at some point. Just bring streaming back just for Disney Dream Life Valley. Cause I'm. Hell, I was, th- I was thinking tonight, like I haven't streamed in a minute. And if I'm going to stream, I should have a niche. And I think my niche might just be play Disney games unless there's a new Pokemon game. Yeah, there you go. Well, you're going to have about a month. Wait, two months. Wait, November. Uh, two months. Two, two months. months. November 19th. Moving along. This is going to be a very quick segment. Um, we've got Avatar Reckoning, Reckoning, a new mobile cool. MMORPG. Not my jam. Cool. Whatever. Moving along. Like Star Wars is getting new characters. Awesome. I'm so close I still need to get the platinum. I'll do it eventually, but it'll take a minute. Mitch, I am so close. I just You'll get it. I believe in you. All I have to do at this point is finish the sequel tri- trilogies, hundred percenting. That's all I have to do. And there's a lot You'll in this game. Um, we got some more information about Disney Speedstorm. Just that they're getting new racers, more racers from Monsters Inc. Weirdly, we still don't have a release date, which is kind of surprising. Especially since I played the beta like three months ago. I wonder if we're going to be seeing that at the Nintendo Direct tomorrow, but. That makes a lot of sense now, knowing that this Direct is happening. We didn't get a release date because uh, this game was originally announced at a Nintendo Direct. So it would make sense if they're m- marketing this with 
Nintendo that Nintendo would drop the release date tomorrow, or it'll be one of those. And it's out now because it's oh, yeah. been working for months. I would bet. I would bet it. Uh, the, the, the racers revealed, though, were Sully, Mike Wazowski, Celia May, and Randall. Mike Wazowski? Um, I thought we already knew that Sully was coming to the game. We did, but we didn't know the other three. Okay. Um, and we're also getting a Monsters Inc. inspired track called The Factory. It looks really cool. You go through like a bunch of doors to different places and stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, like I said, I played this on PC. It was fun. I don't like playing games on PC, so I didn't play much of it. I can't wait for this to come to consoles. It's got full cross-play, cross-progression. I'm super jazzed to give it a shot when it does drop. Again, this will be one of those things of, I got a flight coming up, and if Disney's putting a free racing game in my lap before then, I'm going to be a happy camper. <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, we got two more announcements, and both of these are really small, so we are probably just going to wrap it up after this. Uh, Disney Mirrorverse is having a Halloween season, and guess what? It's going to be about villains, because that's all Disney knows how to do during Halloween time is villains. Just saying. Surprise, surprise. Give us villains outside of Halloween, which it seems like they might be doing. Which we might have <laughs> with some of the blue sky stuff we'll talk about at the end of this uh, this podcast. Mm -hmm. And then finally, um, Marvel Strike Force. No one cares. Is no adding cares. Red Hulk on September 13th. I played that game for like maybe two minutes and then deleted it off my phone. Was, that, was this the action RPG one or is this the brawler? I thought this was, this is the action RPG one. See, this is the one I have not played. I've played Contest of Champions, which I think was the PV or like the the other one. So maybe I should just download this just for the sake of it. Yeah, this is like the um I think it's turn based kind of or action time active time battle, but Yeah. Because I love uh turn based. The thing games about like this, this I just one Apparently is... I've had it downloaded. I just don't remember doing so, so whatever. Look, this game is willing to reference Dupe, so it does get some it gets credit, points for that. Because Dupe is amazing yeah. and everyone should talk about Dupe. All right, let's move on to Disney TV. All right, finally off of the games. As much as I love them, we have so much to cover and we've already gone half an hour into the show. Um, the Muppets Mayhem had a uh, showing at that. The, the TV panel was called Disney's Epic Entertainment Showcase, the musical, the extravaganza. And like... Everything, a bunch of people had um, music, musical moments. A lot of panels had musical moments, and it was great. Only at D23. So much so that it gets break. referenced again in that Parks panel where Kevin Feige comes. Like, even freaking Marvel panel had a musical number, which is just crazy to me. Put Rogers the musical. Make it a full musical. Put it on Disney+. Plus. Just saying. They easy, will. Easy money. Um, anyways, uh, we started with Dis The Muppets Mayhem. It is going to be a show starring... The Electric Mayhem Band, exclusive to Disney+. Plus. You better believe we will be talking about this show when it comes out. These are my favorite Muppets. I'm so excited, man. Yeah, we are a Muppet household through and through, so I cannot wait for this to drop. Yeah, they did perform Can You Picture That? And I want to shout out, they did do a panel later on in the show. And it has one of my favorite pictures from D23. Because it's all of the Electric, or a few members of the Electric Mayhem, and an empty chair being interviewed. And animals just hanging out in the crowd. <laughs> Mm -hmm. it's one of my favorites um moving right along we got some news about high school musical the musical the series uh the cast was there and performed a medley of a bunch of different frozen stuff the interesting thing here is we got news about season four uh it seems like what's going to be happening is 
High School Musical 4, the final, we're finally getting the High School Musical 4 movie, High School Musical The Reunion, and they will be shooting it on location at the high school, as well as our new Wildcats will be performing a stage production of High School Musical 3 senior year. I do, I do still wonder, and this is something we're going to talk about in the finale episode tomorrow, I'm sure, of one, are we going to get this Frozen documentary that Corbin Blue has been shooting on, as part of season three? And if that is the case, was this an actual announcement that High School Musical 4 is happening? I don't think it was. As much as I wish it was, I don't think it was. They would have made such a big deal. With how self-referential the show has been, I wouldn't be surprised Ooh. if it actually happened. Like, same? But I'm not saying that High School Musical 4 is happening until we get a proper announcement. That's understandable. Um, if we get that Frozen documentary, you bet your ass that we're getting High School Musical 4. Oh, yeah. No, we, we love season three. We are doing weekly episodes on it, so go check those out. Um, this is a great show, and I can't wait for the next season. It's going to be great. Um, moving right along, we have got American Born Chinese, a comic, a series based off of the comic book with the same title. Um, this comic is one of the best comic books out there. It is fantastic. But listen to this this cast, dude. Michelle it's Yao, Ben Wang, Keo Kwan, and Daniel Wu. It's just, it's amazing. I am. Yeah, this is something I'm I, not even close to being something that was on my radar. But after listening to what they talked about for the show, I'm all in. Cannot wait for this to drop next year. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, speaking of this and. Did you see the picture from D23 going around of Harrison Ford and uh, Kiyu Kwan? Yes, I did. They look it's so happy perfection. to see each other. It's so great. Because um, for what it's worth, folks, he played Short Round in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Um, I gotta rewatch those movies, but not Crystal Skull. Yeah, not Crystal Skull. And honestly, maybe not even Temple of Doom, but... I like Temple of Doom. I got a soft spot for that. You're one of a few. Um... Moving along to probably the most important news of all of D23. Griffin is going to be so obnoxious when this show comes out next year. We're it talking about Percy Jackson. We know when it's coming out. We're talking about Prison Jackson and the Olympians. We don't have a release date. I am going to be inseparable now. Oh my we god, it looks so good. We have a release window. Dude, I was shocked we saw this much. If we didn't see anything. That's the craziest thing. We've been shooting here. for a few weeks, right? But let's talk about this like in actuality. What they've shown is looks amazing. We kind of got to look at the big house. We got to look at the cabins. We got to look at the capture the flag match. And everyone looks great. Seeing Annabeth among all the other campers, all of them armored up with their dopey camp shirts underneath. It looks perfect. The voiceover here was a rendition of the original intro to Percy Jackson, the lightning thief. I am so happy that this works. I'm just I have full shocked. faith this is going to work and it's going to be great when it drops. Like it's purely just because of those horrible horrible movies which we will do an episode on at some point if for no other we'll reason. We'll do it. We'll do it leading into this show, I'm sure. Oh yeah, if for no other reason because I want to bring someone on just so that we can hate on those movies for like 3 hours because they're absolutely horrible except for like one thing. This is so perfect. Everything about this is great. I'm, we kind of saw enough to get everyone hyped. I think my favorite thing we saw was the cabins and seeing all the different ones and seeing how it like, looks like a camp. It's actually a camp this time around. 
and seeing how it should like like all the cabins look normal and then there is the poseidon cabin which is one of the big three so it is a little bit more grand than all the other ones it's just ah it's perfect mitch it's perfect for now we need to see more i cannot wait for the show to drop presumably sometime next year also listen to go watch the interviews with some of the cast there is a interview with the cast with the girl playing annabeth who was like yeah i wrote an essay about it and then i got picked which is like the most annabeth thing out there it's great I'm so happy. Well, given that there was there was so much backlash on the internet when when this character was cast, and Rick Riordan had to come out and defend me, like, no, she was the best actor for this role. I have full faith in in their ability to find the best actors to bring out the performances we need from these characters. So, you know, keyboard warriors, just chill, see the thing, then judge the thing. Don't judge the thing before it happens. Yeah, I also can't wait to buy another uh, Camp Half Blood T-shirt. They're going, there's go every piece of merch they drop on shop. Disney will be in Griffin's apartment by the end of the week. Oh, as soon absolutely. as it starts to drop. Absolutely. Um, I'm frankly, I am shocked that the, they didn't drop shirts alongside this trailer. Cause they would have sold out immediately. Um, no, I, I will always tell the story of when I went to Disney, I forgot that I was wearing a Percy Jackson shirt and like every cast member I saw that day complimented my Percy Jackson shirt. Because we all get it's a it. Beloved, if it's a beloved, it's a beloved series. I mean, I grew up, I was a little old for those books when they dropped, but I still really enjoyed consuming at least the first fives, like that first um, I need to series learn. of the Percy Jackson books. And um, yeah, it was. We don't have the time for a tangent, yeah. but I'm doing it anyways. I need to rebuy the physical books because I lost I my original physicals. So I only have them on Kindle now. And I mm-hmm. have to, I have to fix that. I have to fix that grave mistake. Um, moving right along, we did get an announcement for uh, the Proud Family Louder and Prouder season two, which is awesome. The show, great reception for it. Uh, I didn't ever watch it, Mitch. I did. Don't think you did either. Uh, we watched a handful of episodes and fell off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to go back and finish, but it it wasn't really my thing. Um, and it's hard enough to keep focused on one thing on Disney plus, but when they drop so much content week after week, it's hard unless something hooks you to stick with it. Just like Cobra Kai season five did for me this past weekend, but that's a different podcast. Um, I'm interested to see where some of the stuff goes. They showed some very interesting things in the, uh, in the trailer for it. Yeah. Uh, They're, they're going to get, I mean, what I watched of it, it was good. We just didn't stick with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm excited to see it. It's going to be, it's going to be a good time. Uh, up next, we got uh, a little bit about growing up, which was interesting because I think this came out on Disney Plus Day. It did. Um, yeah, this is Brie Larson's uh, documentary series about, hey, you guessed it, kids growing up around the world telling their stories. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Looks interesting, though. I think I'll pr- I will probably be checking it out. They're all 30-minute episodes. So. Yeah. I, I I like this documentary style stuff that they do for Disney Plus. So it's probably something I will check out. But I also have been rewatching Behind the Attraction ahead of our trip, so it's yeah. hard to. Juggle. I just I want to give this show a shout out in particular because I don't think we'll end up doing an episode on it. We don't typically no. for this kind of stuff, but it's still really good content, and I do think people should be watching this stuff because it's, it's good. It's mm-hmm. it's very interesting. Um, I'm gonna kind of roll the next three together, uh, because it's we Christmas got... in Disneyland. We got three Christmas um, shows. One is a popular or a proper um, holiday special called Best in Snow. Um, 
the next is a um call so the and then the no premise of that is just no oh, it's yeah. taking artists and having them make stuff out of snow yeah so that's fun yeah that's it's gonna it's be a, a snowman competition and it'll be cute mm-hmm. uh the next one we're gonna talk about is the hip-hop nutcracker run dmc's revron's version of the nutcracker ballet <laughs> What? Okay. okay. I can't wait to well, see. It's gonna I be mean, dub and fun. That's it. I'm I still, fine. I still hate the uh, Nutcracker Ballet. So, uh, moving right along, it's the folks that cannot be stopped when it comes to Christmas. Uh, we're getting a Pentatonic special. They can't That's be surprising. stopped. Uh, I pen- get it. Pentatonics around the world for the holidays. Like, are they making non-Christmas music anymore, or are they still just doing Christmas music? I don't know. I think they do a bit of everything, but also, I don't care enough to know. Uh, they just Speaking of Christmas, let's all, we have to talk about it. Santa Claus has got a release date, November 16th. Okay. Okay. It, uh, it looked like uh, Santa Claus. Bernard's back. That's the really only important news there. Um, I'm probably not going to watch it, if I'm being honest. I don't like Tim Allen, so... I'm going to watch it just because I like Cal Penn. Yeah, fair enough. If it's good, maybe I'll watch it. Let me know, Mitch. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Um, More importantly, we got some information about National Treasure Edge of History. We got an actual trailer for it, and we have a release date of December 14th. Uh, I'm super See, that excited. that was one I expected this. for next year, but I'm glad we're getting it over the holidays. This is going to fill that void that we're not... Like, we're not getting a Star Wars thing this holiday, so National Treasure will be the one that... My family and I, at least, will be discussing around our holiday feast this season. Oh, yeah. We'll be the same way. I feel like I really made a good call. Like, Star Wars is a big gap to fill. National Treasure is one of the few franchises that can fill that hole. I don't know if it can. It, it, it has its fans, but unless the marketing gets really behind this show, it's not going to do numbers the way that Star Wars Oh, can. I don't think it's going to do numbers, but I think it would do better numbers than most anything else in that slot. Fair enough. Moving right along, we got information about Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur coming to Disney Channel February 10th. I'm just happy that this exists, man. Like, this is like... I'm looking forward to catching it on Disney Plus when it drops there shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. Like, we, our cartoons were like X-Men, Spider-Man. If you're old enough, that Fantastic Four Fantastic Four cartoon. Beast Wars. Reboot. And like the I'm you know the, out the Canadian there. stops now. Yeah, but Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur are such a unique and like it will be inspiring. Like mark my words, you can't make this and not be inspiring. Like it's going to be great. Um, moving along after that, we got a look at a new series called Choir. This is going to be a Disney original documentary. Um, I believe it's about the the, the uh, yeah the Detroit Youth Choir. Um, yeah. their and, story like they were they were finalists on America's Got Talent so it's their journey from you know Detroit to national fame yeah it's definitely going to be interesting to say the least I can't I don't know what's how it's going to turn out but I'm excited yeah I won't watch it but I'm glad that they're getting their time in the spotlight we had another documentary all about um, Anthony Madu uh, the documentary itself is titled uh madu uh it's gonna kind of just talk about this dude his viral video uh i don't actually know 
who this guy is off the top of my head. But he, uh, just from a quick Google, uh, he is a night is a um, ballet dancer from Lagos. Got it. Um, Video went viral on Instagram of him uh, dancing in the streets. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't see this announcement until right now. So I'm sorry, folks. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of just rolling with the punches on this one. I'm. That sounds like a very interesting. That is very much the kind of story Disney loves to tell in documentaries. So I still got to watch that documentary, or the, not the documentary, the the um, the the biographical film about the Antetokounmpo brothers. Oh, dude, it was so good. I want to watch that. That's that's it's all on my list. I'm gonna get to it once all this other content stops coming out. Right. Well, it's never going to stop coming out. Let's talk about the next thing. We're, all, we're only through the second panel. We got to keep going. We're not even through it, man. Uh, we're talking about Big Shot next. Going. Big Shot Season 2 was announced, uh, premiering October 12th. I'm so excited for this. Um, we, we also did get a moment of John Stamos paying respect to his friend, the late Bob Saget, which was touching. Yeah, it was wonderful. I love it. was the most John Stamos way to honor him as well. It was It was perfect. Um, talking about the actual show itself, though, um, the show is great. The first season is fantastic. I highly recommend it. I'm really interested to see I, where this next season goes with the school going co-ed. With... Yeah. Now that I have finished Cobra Kai season five, and for those who are not caught up on Cobra Kai, go watch Cobra Kai because it's one of the best things on television at the moment. Uh, this season two premiere on October 12th. I know now I have exactly a month from time of recording to watch season one, which may or may not happen so that you and I can discuss season two. Oh, yeah. I don't think this is one we'll do week to week. Um, no, no, but no. This, this is, is one, one that we'll, you and I will just chat about. We'll talk about it. Who knows? We might do a proper episode once wrapped. We'll we'll find out. We'll see. Moving right along. Um, next two we're going to cover just super fast. Um, season two of Doogie Kama Aloha MD is coming to Disney+. Plus. We don't have a release date yet. First season's awesome. It's just dumb fun. Go check it out. Um, we also got a announcement for a new Disney Plus original movie, Prom Pact, which I guess we're calling them D-Poms now instead of D-Coms. Because um, this is... this is Disney Plus original movie? Yeah. This screams D-Com to me. This is, this is a D-Com. I mean, we go from the announcement of Doogie Kamaloa to saying, oh yeah, both stars of this on what would be a Disney Channel show are going to star in this Disney movie that very much feels like a Disney Channel original movie. I mean, half the um, cast is from Zombies. So. I was going to say, and also the lead is from Zombies. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we got a couple of, we got a Disney Junior announcement as well. Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures is coming out in 2023. Uh, talking about some Disney Channel stuff, Under Wraps 2 is happening. Descendants 4 is coming, uh, which I'm very interested to see how they handle that. I haven't seen any of the other movies, so... Um, I uh, I have my own concerns about it. Um, but I do think... I don't know, Descendants was a, was a really popular popular show or movie. It's a very popular franchise, yeah. And you can tell I'm stalling to, stalling to find a name. But no, I'm very interested to see how this, um, how they do this without Cameron Boyce. Um, was he in the third one? He was, I believe so. No. Yes, he was in the third one. Um, and passed out shortly before he, the release yeah. of it, I think. 
passed right before the yeah, I do I do see like just googling Descendants 4 and like the top three results are Cameron Boyce fans outraged that they would make a fourth one without him I mean guess what folks that's that's the movie industry like Fast and Furious fans know this very well um I gotta watch these movies eventually no, I think they'll do it well though they they have proven that they they that Disney cares about this kind of stuff so um we also got an announcement for um, Raven's Home coming back for a sixth season. But more importantly than that, we got one of the greatest things ever, which is a Disney Channel wrap done by the creators of Phineas and Ferb. I highly recommend going back and looking at it because it's one of the st- funniest, dumbest things I've seen. It's great. Uh, the creators of Phineas and Ferb, if you didn't know, and our fan of the show are the voices of Doofenshmirtz and Major Monogram. And of course, they do it in those voices because they would. Why wouldn't you, Griffin? We are two fifths of the way through this, and we're an hour into the show. We I, gotta. We warned people it'd be gonna be long. We got a boogie. It's all right. We're gonna jump into the now into the Disney and Pixar D twenty three Studio Showcase, and luckily, a lot of these are just name announcements, so we can really roll through this stuff. Yes, Mitch. Inside Out two is happening. Yay! Inside Out two is happening. It's going to follow Riley being a te- teenager. We're getting new emotions. New it's emotions. It's going to be weird. Yeah, I can't wait. This is going to be fantastic. Uh, we got wait. an announcement of what Disney's next project is going, animated studios project is going to be. It is called Wish. Oh, my God. The origin of the wishing star on, wish, on which all wishes have been made in the Disney universe. We're getting the Disney animation walt disney animation studios multiverse it is happening we're getting the and it's going to start with this movie when you wish upon a star um no tangent and i I know we can't tangent because this episode is gonna be super long i watched pinocchio this weekend with my my wife my mom my sister and my sister didn't remember anything from pinocchio when we watched it as kids and it got to that song she's like this is what that song is from that really famous one and i just my face was in my hands i'm sorry for calling her out here but like no, you gotta know some of these things um no this which does sound very interesting to me starring ariana DeBose it's asha the main character i'm 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 ready for this and music by julia michaels this is going to be amazing and i cannot wait um we got another announcement from pixar for their new alien sci-fi movie called elio about a young boy who becomes earth accidentally becomes earth's ambassador for the United Nations of Aliens, this is coming in spring of 2024, starring America Ferreira as Olga Solis and Jonas Kabrib as Elio. Cool. We got some image, an image for it. I'll have more. It looks like it's going to be trailer. awesome. I'm, I'm ready for it. Yeah. Moving right along, uh, we've got Disney's first ever collaboration with an outside studio. Uh, I love people are saying that it's the first collaboration with an outside studio in 100 years just because disney's 100 years old now which is crazy to think about but no it's going to it is a um movie called or sorry original series series called waju uh with we got a look at a futuristic version of lagos nigeria it looks awesome like i I really can't wait to see what the show does uh but we really did was announced I think this was announced last year at Disney Plus Day. Yeah. And I was very curious about it at that point. And now just seeing some of this concept art, I'm so like, it's going to be short six episode season. Um, but I'm very interested in the ways that it's going to explore, uh, at least in this futuristic version of Lagos, the class structure, the, the, the ideas of, of innocence and, and how like dependent we become on technology and, and how 
society handles that. It's going to be really interesting, and I cannot wait for this to drop sometime next year. Yeah, it looks great, and I can't wait to see it, especially with it being an outside collaboration. Yeah. Um, moving right along, we got some uh, another look at Pixar's new upcoming series, Win or Lose. We're both really excited for this. I think it looks dope. I think it continues Will to look Will Forte dope. is playing the coach, and that is, like, ideal casting because mm-hmm. Will Forte is great, and I will watch him in anything. Yeah, we got a, uh, we got a, cl- well, people got a clip. The general public did not get a clip, but there was a clip shown, uh, which means that I do think that this is closer than we realized, but it is coming out in 2023. Uh, moving next, Elemental, uh, Pixar's next movie, got a trailer uh, shown exclusively to the panel. We'll probably be getting it later this year. Um, I imagine it was probably still in kind of rough shape. Uh, we did get some concept art. I'm really excited to see where this goes because you've got your leads. It's all about the elements. So like your leads are fire and water and fire and water make steam. But this Ember is, is going to be just another Mitch. Their just, names are Ember and Wade. They're perfect. Perfect. They are absolutely perfect. But I'm very like this feels very much like an inside out type of production where it is going to tug on your your heartstrings in, in the way that that did, in the way that Soul did. Uh, I'm very curious to see how this works because it it is a very much an Olaf situation of snowmen don't survive in summer and water doesn't survive fire. So what's the plan here? What I think is interesting about this as well is the director. Uh, The director of this is Pete Stone. Um, Yeah, I'm very interested to... um... To see how it goes. Sorry, I got a, got distracted. I got a message on Slack, and it's one of my coworkers telling me that he caught a shiny Pokemon. Oh, which one? Um, it's a fish. That narrows it down to about half the Pokemon. <laughs> I don't know this Pokemon. I'm sorry. It's some sort of deal. Um, moving right along, we got a awesome, awesome teaser for the live action Little Mermaid, starring the uh. One and only Halle Barrett, Halle Bailey. You almost did it. I almost got there. I almost, almost did it. But yeah, what do you think? You almost did it. What do you think? They definitely heard her singing and said, holy shit, this is going to be fantastic. And the little tease that we got, I know in the room, they got the whole part of your world performance. That little bit that we got in the trailer I'm I'm fucking ready for this. I, I don't need the any live more. action. The live action remakes have been very hit or miss for me, especially with the way we've been talking about Pinocchio tonight. Really, the only one I've enjoyed thoroughly was Aladdin, which I know a lot of people also didn't enjoy. Um, but they've they've definitely been very hit or miss for me personally. But this looks like one that's going to hit. Yeah, the next the ones they showed off here actually I think are all going to be very interesting to me. This I love it. Eh. This, I say interesting. I did not say good. Um, okay. I do think this is going to be great, though. Like, this sold me everything I needed to see. But what got me the most about this was seeing... Have you seen the viral video of the little girl's reaction? No. All right. I will send it to you later. It is the most heartwarming thing in the world. It it proves why we've been saying that representation matters. Um, Which is another another one of the answers that we get to say... uh, up yours to all of the racists and jackasses out there on Twitter. Mm. Um, I'm so excited for this movie. 
Um, moving right along, we got the one that's interesting and maybe not good. Mufasa the Lion King. Yeah. The origin of Mufasa. Yeah. I don't know why. Disney needs to convince me why we need this. Because I understand them doing the live action remake. And I say live action in quotes, even though the whole thing was CG. And so will this. I'm very the live action Lion King was like very middle of the road for me personally as a, a lifelong fan of that film. It was very important to me growing up. This one, I don't know. Like they need to show me why we need this. Here's what's got me interested. It's being directed by Barry Jenkins. Moonlight currently work or currently released the Underground Railroad on Amazon. Dude makes good shit. Yeah, but also we just got a Robert Zemeckis directed live action Pinocchio film. But Barry Jenkins makes good things. And so did as Robert much Zemeckis. As, as much as everyone did not like the, the recreation of The Lion King, it looked stunning. It did. So I do think that this has a chance to be good. I hope it is. I hope I'm wrong. And I hope it, Disney can come out and prove me wrong and show me why we need this. But just from what I w what I consumed of that panel on Twitter, which of course is going to be you know seventeen stages of broken telephone later, I don't know why we need this, and it just feels cash grabby. But oh, absolutely, I'm ready to be proven wrong. Mm -hmm. That's why I keep saying it has the opportunity to be good. Like, this feels in the same vibe as us getting, like, a prequel to that one dude that's, like, in Aladdin for five minutes. Like, it feels like on that level. but Or we get a genie prequel from Aladdin or something. That still makes more sense than the dude that was on screen for five minutes. Um, but no, I, I, I'm interested to see where it goes. As much as I'm interested to see the next couple here, that I'm kind of going to just loop together because we kind of got the same level of announcements for each. Um, we got I mean, You can do that, that for the next three three uh no because haunted mansion deserves its own shit um fine i'm literally wearing a haunted mansion shirt right now mitch yeah i know um no we got announcements about the live action snow white coming in 2024 directed by mark webb which instantly i'm like yes um starring rachel zegler as snow white and gal Gadot as uh the evil queen with the, the casting here is perfect with the composer from the live action aladdin movie on board for the score we also got a first look at Disney's Peter Pan and Wendy. Uh, we got a poster and everything that looks very interesting. I can't wait to see these. Uh, Disney Snow Disney Snow White is going to be coming to theaters, and Peter Pan and Wendy is going to be Disney Plus exclusive, coming in twenty. I am a little nervous because I I think Peter Pan and Wendy was originally planned to come to theaters, similarly to the Robert Zemeckis Pinocchio. And I know now why Pinocchio came to Disney Plus, and I'm worried that Peter Pan and Wendy will follow a similar fate. Here's the thing. As rough as Pinocchio is, Lady and the Tramp also came to Disney Plus. And that was really Which good. Which I still need to finish. I really like that, that rendition of that movie. But no, because it updates it, and it changes yeah. a lot of things that need to be changed. Guess what's a movie that desperately needs to be updated and a lot of things need to change? Peter Pan. It's Peter Snow Pan. White. Go back and watch the original Peter Pan. It's horrifying. Some of the things they got away from. Um, Weird times, man. Weird but times. Also, Jude Law. Do he's completing his Infinity Gauntlet of Disney properties. Right? Dude's he's already, already done. He's already done Marvel. 
he's um, done, he's done a ton of Disney. He's done a ton of Disney. Is he do, is he's he gonna do Andor? Star Wars. Hmm? Is he in Andor or is it? No, oh, he's in. Um, there was another. No, uh, Skeleton Crew. Skeleton Crew is the one. We'll get to that in the so next gonna... section. If we ever get there. Look, we only have a few more on this one. We have three more. They're all kind of important. All right. Exactly. So let's talk about the next one. Good joke. Jumping into it. Haunted Mansion. It's happening. Um, it, it goals looks is to be. Goals is to be. Jamie Lee Curtis riding onto a stage in a doom buggy. That is life that goals was, right there. That's that's why it's needed its own spot. It's just for that. I didn't see that until I saw it on TikTok. And it's the greatest thing I have ever seen. Fantastic. The cast is also going to have um, Diane DeVito, Owen Wilson, Winona Ryder, Dan Levy. This is going to be fantastic. I'm calling it now. The fact that they got Jamie Lee Curtis as Madame Leota, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm calling it Dan now. Dan Levy of, of Schitt's Creek, one of the best comedic writers of our time and to see him come into this and hopefully lean into the the Disney campiness that is the Haunted Mansion. I think it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to have that, that good, like that, that spooky yet silly vibe that the ride has. I know that they did the Eddie Murphy movie when they did, and that was definitely a movie. A movie. So I really expect this one to come out and uh, surprise a lot of people. I'm going to say two things here. First off, yes, we will be doing an episode about this as soon as it drops. Yes, we will yes, be doing we'll probably be doing an episode on the Eddie Murphy the Eddie one Murphy before one. this one drops. And here's my prediction. There's no way this movie is bad. There's no is way. This, this is this a theatrical release, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, they also okay. got a clip, though, at D23. It showed footage of the mansion itself, shots of the building, map of the house, and the discovery of a secret passageway. Glimpses of Danny DeVito and Owen Wilson and a bunch of other people. I can't wait. Moving along because there's so goddamn much we have to cover here. Uh, Disenchanted got a trailer uh, kind of giving us a look at what everything's about. Everyone's back. Everything looks great. We will be talking about this when this comes out. It is a a Disney Plus movie. I'm not going to talk about this anymore, though, because we do have to keep moving, Mitch. But I'm excited. We're both excited. We've been talking about this movie for a while. Another Disney Plus exclusive that I'm super excited for is coming on September 30th. That's right. Hocus Pocus 2 got a trailer. Um, another movie where there's no way this can be bad. Um, he says, as he's talking about Hocus Pocus. No, I'm excited for this. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's Hocus Pocus. It's going to be nostalgia fuel for us 90s kids that want to go back and, and relive that. The joy of the original where we've already planned a night to have friends over and watch this and do a double feature of both Same. movies and, you know, do a bunch of like fun Halloween themed stuff. If you check out my Twitter at Mr. Mitch George, you can see the frivolous Halloween Disney related purchase that we made over the weekend at Costco. I it's saw that uh, ha- Halloween in this household is important. Wait, Hocus Pocus in this household is important. So when the two come together, Disney and, and Halloween to make a Hocus Pocus baby, you know, we're going to be all about it. Are y'all fully decorated for Halloween yet? Not yet. Uh, we have that do? set up. I want to put up our uh, Mickey, our Mickey Lantern wreath that we just got. I got to send you pictures of that because it also sings. Um, but no, the problem. Okay, so the problem with Halloween in Canada this is a very Canadian problem. Canadian Thanksgiving is the second Monday in October, so we have to get through Thanksgiving before people will start decorating for Halloween. Typically, right? I am of the mind of September first hits and Halloween is on the table, but. My wife is other things otherwise, which means we only get two weeks of Halloween as opposed Ooh. to two months like y'all get Ooh. in the U.S. 
yeah, my um my apartment is fully decked out already. It is fantastic. I love it. I am anytime I go see I see more Halloween merch, I'm picking it up. Like that is the level I'm at. I'm like I said, I'm in a haunted mansion shirt right now. Like I'm excited for Halloween. Marvel Star Wars 20th Century Studios panel. We're getting to it. Finally. Okay. There's still so much to go through. Marvel Star Wars I'm 20th Century Studios. We're starting with Lucasfilm. We got a Mando season three trailer. You are a Mandalorian no more, Mitch. Well, you you were never a Mandalorian, but Dinjar. Oh, I wish. Mandalorian. No, it looks like it's going to handle um kind of the politics of Mandalore and how that Dinjarin's cult has affected the rest of Mandalore. This yeah, seems like very we, we know we're getting Bo-Katan back. You hear you hear the character in the trailer. You see the character. Uh, that the... is going to be the conflict of this season as well as whatever the fuck we end up with Giancarlo Esposito again. Mm-hmm. It seems like he's going to be imprisoned there. Um cuz Mandalore was the ones taking him. I'm super excited yeah. for this. Um uh, obviously everyone's excited for Mando. It's coming in February 2023. That's so soon. Like you think, oh, February, it's so far away. It's it's two months later than our usual Star Wars release window, but it's still like less than half a year away. But like looking at the uh at the trailer we got, there's so much great, so many great things shown here. But my favorite thing that we got here is we just got more of Grogu in the ship. Yeah. Which is That's like I need. the Book of Boba Fett was I I loved the show. A lot of people didn't like it. And it was a good show for what it was. But the best shot of that show is the very end when Mando and Grogu take off in the ship. And Grogu's like, wee! So just getting more of that, I'm like, yes, happy. That shot is still a desktop background on my computer. As it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, next on our list here is another trailer for Marvel this time. We're talking Secret Invasion. Just side note before we get into this, we got a lot of trailers out of this weekend and I appreciate Disney for just dropping stuff on us because typically a lot of this stuff is, you know, they show a clip of behind the scenes or they show a clip that has unfinished CG and all of this stuff. Nah, they gave us full out trailers for a lot of these things, especially the ones that are more imminent than others. Um, Because we don't know a release date for Secret Invasion, but we know it's going to be coming relatively soon, I think, in the new year, just based on the fact that we got a pretty beefy trailer. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we saw a lot in the Secret Invasion trailer. Um, kind of seeing Nick Fury coming back to Earth, talking with Rhodey, talking with uh, Maria Hill. We saw a couple of different interesting characters here. We saw um, the dude from Black Panther. We saw the, I'm forgetting, uh, Talos. In, when he Talos looks played by human. Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. Like, we see show... him confront somebody who seems to be impersonating someone else and then everyone else changes to look like that guy because it's a room full of scrolls that was it's going to be secret invasion in the best way and i cannot wait this is not going to be the secret invasion we know from the comic books this is going to be something entirely different spy thriller i'm very much getting winter soldier vibes from this trailer 110 and like i know i'm one of the people that doesn't isn't as high on winter soldier as everybody else is Top five MCU film. I won't hear anything else. I don't think I even have it in my top ten, Mitch. Um, God damn it. I would have to look, and I don't want to go grab. My Just rewatch it, and you'll know you're wrong. I'm doing a rewatch right now. I know. I'm on Hawkeye. <sighs> um, no, I'm really excited for this. I still don't know who Amelia Clark is playing. <laughs> None of us do, and it's frustrating. We don't need, I don't need to know anything about anyone and who they're playing until the show actually comes out next year on Disney Plus. I'm I'm convinced of her being either one of two roles. I 
have I think there's a chance of her being of us not actually getting Daisy Ridley back and her becoming Quake. I could see Daisy that. Daisy Johnson, you mean? Daisy, or, yeah, I mean, the, uh, yeah, Chloe Bennett. Um, Chloe Bennett. Chloe Bennett, sorry. Yeah. Chloe Bennett is so much Daisy Johnson now to me that it's it's like Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark to me. I do think um, we get I do think we get Chloe Bennett back. I think Amelia Clark is playing another character, probably the Queen Scroll. I was say, the I Queen Scroll is the other one that I'm getting. I also don't Either her <laughs> or Olivia Coleman is playing the Queen Scroll. Mm-hmm. Like looking back at like the uh the art from the original Secret Invasion, like it just looks like Amelia Clark. Like it's just weirdly perfect. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see where they go with this, but again, this is a show I don't want to know anything more about until it comes out. I hope we don't get another trailer for this at all. I hope we just get. The we release. definitely will because Disney likes to over over market everything they put out. This is the one exception I want them to make to that rule. I expect I want a poster and nothing more. And I want it to be really cryptic and just something dumb with Nick Fury. That's all I need. I want it to just be Nick Fury with a the the friggin' light tube behind him. That's it. I got it. Light tube behind him. No, Nick Fury. Looking at like a serial killer wall. Just trying to put things who, together. Who? Yeah. Just a bunch of different works Marvel too. characters. That's all I need. Uh, that works too, but we'll see. Moving that comes right out. Along. We didn't get a release date. I'm assuming it's early next year. Probably right after Mando? I think they've said it's next year already. So. Uh, I mean, it's for sure next year, but I'm, I'm just thinking like it's probably spring following closely after Mando. I don't think they'll do the yeah, overlap thing does... again because Mando is February. Because Black Panther is the end of Phase 4, right? November. That's the, end, uh, that's the end, or is it? Yeah, it's no. the end of phase four. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it could really be any time in there. Um, I think Secret Invasion starting phase five from a content perspective makes sense. Very much so. Moving right along. Uh, if anyone gets that reference, by the way, you rock. Um, we got to talk about Thunderbolts. We've been talking about Thunderbolts so much the last few months, and I love that we get to talk about it more. We have an announcement for the casting, which actually I both love and have some concerns over. Um. We have got David Harbour as the Red Guardian, Hannah John Kamen awesome. back as Ghost, Wyatt awesome. Russell back as U.S. Agent. Awesome. Olga Kurlenko back as Taskmaster. Called it. Amazing and wonderful. And yes, we called it. Florence Pugh as the one and only Elena Belova. Makes sense. But Nana loved it because we love her so much. She is the best. And Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes. What? Now, here are my two things. First off, if they give us Winter Widow here, I'm going to be pissed off. They better not. They if don't they, need to. I don't think they will. I think people are concerned for nothing here. But if they do it, I will I be think they upset. might. I think there will be a tongue-in-cheek nod to it. And they'll be like, the fuck is wrong with you? Or something along those lines. And then they'll just move on. Here's the thing. The, where Marvel is currently right now, not where Mar- what Marvel has done pre-Phase 4. They have res- mostly respected the origins of their characters and given them the sexuality that they have in the comic books. Yelena is Arrow Ace. Keep her as Arrow Ace. If you don't want to know what that is, that's aromantic and asexual. So I'm going to let you do your own research past that point. The other issue I have with this... I kind of got some kind of got some concerns about the representation of on this cast. Yeah, especially I don't know who their villain is going to be. Their villain could make or break this for me. Who do you I think do. it's going to be? 
It's Zemo. It has to be Zemo. I could see it. I wanted Zemo on this team. The one thing I look, I look at this, I'm like, where is Zemo? And that's why Zemo's not on the list and why he's not on the team, because Zemo is the villain. Look, it's just, it's a very, it feels very weird, especially when, like, Phase 4 has been very much about representation in this, and this is a very white cast. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure how this is going to turn out. It could be amazing. We don't know, but Thunderbolts is a wave out. So, anything Things can change between now and then. All we got was concept art, Mm -hmm. right? So, things can change for sure. Um, but I do like the biggest standout here to me was not having Daniel Brule's uh, helmet Zemo in this lineup. And I think that's because Allegra is bringing this team together to hunt Zemo. And that's what pulls Bucky into the conflict because Bucky with this team doesn't make a lot of sense. But when you clue it into being, a, if, if there are ties to Zemo as part of the story, that's what pulls Bucky into the conflict. I can see it. Um, yeah, the kind of their the vibe I'm getting from this a lot of these characters are like going down the redemption thing, which is the thing the Thunderbolts was very much for. I could also see them very much going like this is their privatized kind of group that uh Valentino Allegra de Fontaine, you have to say the full name every time, uh is putting together and they could try to go for that kind of that super cop thing that the government wanted out of the Avengers but couldn't get. And that's the story they're telling there. I think that could be a very interesting way to go with it, especially given the cast that they have and the representation issues that I mentioned already. The other issue I have with this team, sorry, is to just go back for a minute. Too many shields. We have three shield wielders on this team between Red Guardian, US Agent, and Taskmaster. If they don't reference them using each other's shields and doing weird shield stuff, or at least reference the fact there are too many shields on this team... I will be disappointed. What I think is going to happen is they're going to reference it, and then Alexi's not going to be allowed to have his shield. That would be funny, because he'd be very upset the whole time. Yeah. Also, his new suit looks great. I really hope we get a lot more characterization out of uh, Olga Kurilenko's Taskmaster as well. We don't get enough of it in Black Widow, and I want to see this character become this snarky badass that Taskmaster has traditionally been in the comics. And I want I don't want more faceless robot that just does what Allegra says, or well, Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, sorry, Mark my uh, words. says to do. The Black Widow was just the beginning of this character's story. I think we're going to get a I'm character. I'm very excited to see where this character goes. Um, I think we're, I'm very much seeing something here like uh, James Gunn's Suicide Squad of, we're going to have this whole cast, and you know, there's going to be the, everyone here, but like, there's going to be a few main characters throughout it, and the rest of the people are kind of just going to be there. Um, and I can very much see those main characters being Yelena, Bucky, and Taskmaster. Um, everyone else there is fa- is fantastic. Well, I still hate John Walker, but everyone else other you're than suppo- John Walker, you're supposed to. And the fact that you have Bucky here, who definitely hates John Walker, and whatever this conflict ends up being, I think is going to be a very Cap centric story, and will lead into the events of Captain America: New World Order. Oh yeah. Maybe some intelligentsia stuff. There's a lot that could happen here. I friggin' um, called that. You were you were right. I'm sorry. We'll get you were there. Right. We're, we're not even we'll get getting there. there in this. There, there's nothing about the leader in this panel. That was outside it's of D23. Was... No, that was in this panel. What's that in this panel? Is it covered here? Whatever. Whatever. Yes. Moving on. Yeah. Loki it's, season it's two coming up after. Yeah. Loki season two. Um. Oh, Jimmy. Awesome. I want it now. Kwan again. Love this man. 
He's going to be part of the TVA now. If he is not he's a main, rena- he, he's going through a renaissance. I love the fact that he's back. If he is not a main character, I'm going to be upset. He won't Mark, be. It's I'm going to. I keep saying Mark my words. He's going to be our next Jimmy Woo. He's going to be our next side character that we all ridiculously love. He's going to be our Wong. He is. He is the Wong of Phase Five. Oh yeah, of Wong's kind of the Wong of Phase. Going to be the Wong of Phase the Five. War. But he's going to continue yeah. just to be Wong. Wongers is here to stay. The Wong Cinematic Universe. We're all here for it. Moving right along, we got Daredevil: Born Again. Um, mostly just new that. title, new new logo. It's going to get emotional. Emotional. I mean, it's not going to really. It's not going to be a sequel at all to the Netflix stuff. It's going to kind of just stand off on its, its own. Thing. It looks uh, and an interview I saw after the fact is they're using the Born Again title because it makes sense for what the character is going through and the transition from. Netflix to the MCU and being an MCU property, uh, but probably won't. We're not going to see another retelling of the born again story just because we got that Which I'm in the really season in season three of the Netflix show. But I, I trust them knowing they're putting that name on it to do something special. Yeah. If they're putting that name on it, they know that they have to knock it out of the park. If they're not doing that story. And I'm happy they're not doing it because the Netflix series nailed it. Knocked yeah. it out of the park, so they 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 can't do that again. Um, coming up next, uh, just a quick one here. Andor got another trailer. Can't wait. Uh, I believe this first season is twelve episodes, and we're getting a second season with another twelve. I think it's either twelve and twelve or twelve and ten. Twelve and ten, something like that. Something like uh, that. This, but it's very interesting that it's very much not. It's not going to be a season one, season two. It's very much a part one, part two kind of deal. Yeah. And I'm very, I'm, I'm, we're all excited for this. We're going to be doing a weekly series about this soon. I wouldn't say I'm excited because I have reservations about this show the same way I had reservations about Rogue One because, again, you know where this character ends up. So knowing where the character ends, for at least for me, I have less attachment to where that character is coming from, if that makes sense. That's why prequels never really work for me. It's why I have the same reservations about the Mufasa movie. Because spoilers for The Lion King, Mufasa dead. Spoilers for Rogue One, Andor dead. So for me, there isn't as much weight to what happens because you know he ends up there. So there isn't as much. I I still don't mind that. Like, I think this is very much the the point of this show is us seeing the beginning of the the, uh, rebellion which is yeah. not something we've ever seen. And that's very, very interesting. That's like the most interesting part of any rebellion story to me is the beginning of it, the creation of it. So yeah, I care more about everything going on around Andor than I do about Andor himself. And I think that's going to, I think that's the vibe they're going on for with the trailers and stuff. Also, how has it been this long to get this story? Like, Oh my God. Rogue One came out what in twenty fourteen? Yeah, something like that. Just in general of getting the beginning of the Republic story, I'm shocked it's taken so long. Uh, I'm gonna Google make sure I'm not putting my twenty sixteen. Sorry, I was off by a couple cares. Uh, we got a few more. I knew it'd been a minute. We got a lot of stuff here, so yeah, folks, this is gonna be the longest episode. We're already almost an hour and a half in. Um, the Marvels got a trailer only shown to the D twenty three. Um, what we kind of got going on here is we got Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel. And Monica Rambeau. Uh, and every time one of them uses pow- their powers, they swap places with each other. It seems like it's going to be a goofy, more Guardians of the Galaxy kind of vibe than the initial Captain Marvel vibe. Uh, we also Nick Fury is going to be in it. He's going to be on that space station that we saw at the end of um, 
far from home. Now we know the name of it, Lee Saber Space Station. I'm I'm still very excited for this. A lot of people were very put off by this stuff, these announcements and whatnot. I'm so ready for this movie. I'm just I know the internet likes to do what the internet does, and they saw the all-female team-up moment in Avengers, and they were like, oh, they're pandering, blah, blah, blah. And they see this, like, oh, all-women team-up, they're pandering, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be friggin' awesome. And if you can't put up with it because it gets you all, you know, done up in knots, then choose not to watch it. Yes. You don't have to consume everything. No, I'm, I'm very excited for this. Oh, also, it's going to pick up exactly where Ms. Marvel left off. Uh, but yeah, totally these are a couple sense. of my favorite characters in comics. I'm excited. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be high up on my list. I know that. And it's just because I love the characters. Moving next, we got a little bit more information about Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, the panel itself got a new trailer. The public did not. But it seems like the I'm story... sure we'll get it in a few weeks. The story for that, for the um, trailer, is very much going to be the world is going to try to take advantage of Wakanda's resources now that T'Challa has passed. Taking taking advantage of them in their weakest moment. It's a very, it's a very interesting storyline. This is going to be a great movie. Uh, rumor has it in the trailer, they did see Ironheart in her suit. I don't need to see anything else from this movie to be excited. This movie is going to be fantastic. I don't, I have nothing else to say. This is just, I can't oh, wait. That, that's it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, up next, uh, we got an Indiana Jones 5 reveal. First trailer, uh, again, behind closed doors. Which I am so upset that this one was behind closed doors. Because I wanted to see it so badly. Um, when is this movie? This comes out next June. I think we'll I get it. I fully expect... I don't think we get it until the Super Bowl. Uh, I could see it. The Super Bowl seems like a place Super to drop Bowl the trailer too, though, and promote it that way. I, I think it's too far out because Su- Super Bowl will be end of January, beginning of February. I think that makes sense for your first teaser trailer. And then second trailer comes out, you know, mid-spring, early summer. You know what? I was mixing things up with college football because college football just up their playoff run. Um, yeah, I could see it being. Yeah, I, the Super Bowl is always around my birthday. That's why I always know it's oh. end of January, beginning of February. There you go. Uh, I'm super excited for this movie. Uh, the things Harrison Ford t- talked about are things that very much make me excited. Like, I think his words were like, I will not fall for you again. Like, he, they recognize that Crystal Skull is a bad movie. And they are going to make this a good movie. Well, the thing is, knowing James Mangold is the, re- the director behind this and seeing what he did with Logan, I very much expect this to feel like the Logan of the Indiana Jones universe, if that makes sense. This old grizzled veteran doesn't have another adventure in him, but has to do it for whatever reason. And it, it ends up being the end of him. is what I'm expecting out of this. And I expect it to be emotional. I expect it to be a very powerful, poignant story about this character that generations have, you know, been, been around to, to get to know the character of Indiana Jones. And it's going to be, uh, it's going to be heartbreaking to say goodbye to, to this character. Oh yeah, I think this I think this has the potential to be the best Indiana Jones movie. I'll finally top out the Last Crusade. Um, that said, I'm I have my reservations, but I do think this movie is going to be great. It's one of my most anticipated movies out there. I also just want to quickly shout out one of my favorite things of, about Indiana Jones that's just stupid, which is involving a uh, Disney merch, 
which is they're currently selling an Indiana Jones shirt on their website and in the parks. And it's literally just a white button down. It's literally just an off-white button down, and I love that. Cannot wait to experience that ride for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's a great ride. I love it so much. Um, but no, like just knowing the cast here, knowing we're getting Mads Mikkelsen, Boyd Holbrook, Antonio Banderas, Jonathan Reese davies returning to the series. Like, this is going to do a lot for the character of Indiana Jones for people that might not know enough about the characters it is. And I'm ready for, I'm ready to be hurt by this movie. Yeah, Sam. You, I think you nailed it when you said this is going to be like a Logan. Because I do think it's going to be like that. Up next, we've got Captain America New World Order uh, announcing their villain, the leader. From Tim the- Blake Nelson returning to the MCU after 14 years. From the Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk just being redeemed left and right right now. I still think we could see the leader show up in She-Hulk. I don't know how this is going to work with the Hulk licensing agreement. I didn't think they were allowed to do this. But the fact that they are, this is going to just makes me more excited for this movie. I, I'm very I think interested. it. My understanding of the Hulk licensing agreement is that Universal has the film rights to the Hulk character for primary, like, films that center around the Hulk. The reason they've been able to use the Hulk character in Avengers and in She-Hulk is, one, they don't own the television rights or the theme park rights, which we'll talk about in a minute, uh, west of the, or only, they only own the rights to the Hulk east of the Mississippi, which is a whole other ball of wax we might get into. Um, but I feel like that also extends to Hulk villains. So the fact that this isn't a Hulk movie gives them the permission to use a Hulk villain outside of makes sense. The constructs of that universal contract. I, I don't know how that uh, contract but, works. So I don't either. It's weird. Disney or Marvel made some weird choices, especially that Mississippi one for the theme park stuff. It's fucking bizarre. I mean, they made these decisions because um, they were going out of business. That is also very true. So. Uh, but Tim Blake Nelson, fantastic actor. I thought he was great in The Incredible Hulk. Um, and I think the leader as the villain for Captain America New World Order, which we expect to be a film that leans heavily into the idea of right-wing propaganda and getting people riled up on the internet. The leader is so perfect to be the, the person behind the scenes pulling the strings of a lot of this stuff that I cannot wait to see how this thing comes together in 2024. It gives me hope that the final conflict of that movie won't be a fight. Like, I, it gives me hope that that, that movie is it's going to center around people, not action. It's going and, to be political. It's not going yeah. to be S.H.I.E.L.D. Exactly. Like, I, I'm really excited. The pen will be mightier than the S.H.I.E.L.D. in that film. That is for certain. Because, mm-hmm. like, one of the, the coolest keyboard. things about Sam Wilson as Captain America was very much a... Oh, he, his uh, crimes that he fought were found through a tip line. Like he was very much out there within the community doing his part, fighting against racism, against bigotry and dealing with that. I'm very interested to see how this goes for this, um, for this movie. Yeah. With the current political climate in the U S as well. And knowing how racism and black folks have been treated in America, you know, Pretty much since forever, but very, very much under a microscope um, the last few years. It's going to be very, very interesting to see those themes and that the ideas of that kind of in the Marvel way. And I really hope they don't drop the ball on this one. 
I oh, really yeah. don't. This could be a very, very poignant film, and I really hope it ends up being that and not just another Marvel, hey, we did something for representation, but not really. Mm-hmm. I think we're actually going to get some good stuff out of this. All right, we got to keep I have, moving. I, I have hope. We got to keep moving because there's so much. Um, Make next, me. Next piece of news is not surprising in the slightest. Uh, Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania will directly link to Avengers and the King Dynasty. Uh, oh. Shocking. No, of course it is. It's Kang. Kang's the villain there. He's going to be the villain here. Of course it's going to link. Uh, moving right along from that because it's literally just what everyone thought. We got a trailer for Werewolf by Night. Sorry. It's Marvel. It is happening. Marvel Studios special presentation. Werewolf by Night. Which, Looks... after this was released, James Gunn confirmed on Twitter that the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special will be the second Marvel Studios special presentation. Which I love it. I'm not sure what that means for these characters being in canon or not. Or Well, as far as we know, the James Gunn-directed Guardians holiday special is canon within the MCU. So I, I this expect this well. is as well. Especially hmm? seeing the, uh, the man thing. We see Man Thing. We get Elsa Bloodstone. Yeah, like we got these wonderful characters that I love seeing within the Marvel canon. I hope there's the blink and you miss it, Man Thing. I had to go frame by frame. I went back. I'm like, that was the thing. That with the and I, I was freaking out on my couch with my because we watched all these trailers before we watched Pinocchio. So mm-hmm. my wife, mom, and sister are like, "What are you freaking out about?" I'm like, "You will know. You will know." But they won't watch this. But it comes out in a couple of weeks, and I'm very excited for this. Oh yeah, we will be talking about this when it comes out. Um. What's really interesting to me, though, is that it's reminiscent of a 1940s horror movie vibe. Black and white. Um, and maybe that might be just a trailer. I hope not. Um, I think they've said no, no, it's going to be the whole thing. They've said that it is a black and white. Yeah. You've got Michael Giacchino, direct, his directorial debut. What I the legendary composer it, behind a ton of stuff is finally going behind the camera, and I'm excited to see his take on this character. What I love about it, though, is... Um, they started off with it very being like 1940s. Oh, it's going to be the 1940s action and whatnot and graphics and stuff too. And then we see glimpses of things like man thing. So it's still going to be that Marvel level of what you'd expect with CGI and whatnot. And it's still going to be this very, very big deal. This is also going to be very stylized to be 1940s, which is very interesting to me. It's not something we've seen in a lot of, we've really only seen this in one division. So more of stuff like this is fantastic to me. So yeah, releasing October 7th, rated TV 14, with a synopsis that reads, On a dark and somber night, a secret cabal of monster hunters emerge from the shadows and gather at the foreboding Bloodstone Temple, following the death of their leader. In a strange and macabre memorial to the leader's life, the attendees are thrust into a mysterious and deadly competition for a powerful relic, a hunt that will ultimately bring them face-to-face with a dangerous monster. So, I got two questions for you here. Do you think we see Blade? No. Do you think we see Moon Knight? Or just no. Oscar Isaac in general? No. I think we have a chance of seeing Oscar Isaac. I, I think what they want... I, the way that they're setting this this special up is that it's going to kind of live on its own as what it is. It, it's going to be a very... It's going to feel like a period piece, even though it's not going to be necessarily a period piece. It's going to be very atmospheric and i feel like having those cameos or seeing moon knight or blade pop up in this would just be odd i definitely see the characters of elsa bloodstone and werewolf by night and man thing all returning for something like blade or moon knight season two or uh whatever the next things that's going to be involving the eternals and the black knight i mean uh, the man thing is a ridiculously important character to the multiverse and these are all characters i 
Man Thing and Werewolf by Night. I'm not sure about Elsa Bloodstone. Uh, are seen in a promo for one of the parks things we're going to be talking about later. So uh, Elsa Bloodstone, not in that, but the other two characters are. Yeah. I do think Elsa is going to be a part of this eventual. I'm going to just say Midnight Suns, even though it's probably not. If they're going to do the Midnight MCU Suns. Midnight Suns. We're going to get a Team. Ghost Rider. You're going to have the Black Knight. You're going to have Blade. You're going to have Elsa Bloodstone. A Werewolf by Night this, Man Thing. The Supernatural Team. Like I do think we're going to get all that. Yeah. Uh, we got to keep things moving though. Uh, Avatar: The Way of Water got a clip, as well as a new promo image. Uh, moving on because that's not important at all. Uh, Star Wars: Ahsoka got some information. Uh, we've talked a little bit about some casting. How it's going to be some great battles there's been some ezra rumors fantastic cannot yep. wait um bad batch season two. two coming on january 4th 2023 16 episodes two episodes premiering and then the rest will be weekly heck yeah cannot wait very interested to see where that goes probably going to overlap them with mandalorian which okay Nate, great I lots mean, of star wars to start the year but i'm okay with it a lot of people aren't going to watch the bad batch because it's animated and that's just how also star wars fans are um, more honestly, more important to me in Star, in Star Wars animation, we got some info about Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. These shorts, uh, three of which will be focusing on Ahsoka, the other three of which will be focusing on Count Dooku and Qui Gon Jinn. Uh, these will be debuting October 26th. We got a small trailer. The most important thing here is they changed Ahsoka's outfit. Thank God they did not put put her back in that stupid tube top from uh the initial Clone Wars episodes. The most important thing about this, Griffin, is that this drops the Wednesday before I have an international flight. So you know what I'm doing? Watching this whole damn thing. I mean, there's six shorts, so that should just be a night of watching. That is also wait. true. Can't wait to talk. But about I'm, it. I'm hoping it's more shorts in line with um, Cars on the Road, where they're ten up, ten minute episodes, and we've got, I think, nine of them for Cars. Getting six of them here, at least give me like an hour of content with these characters. I'd be content. Yeah, it will be very interesting. Um, moving back to Marvel for a couple more of these. We got Echo got a behind closed door trailer. Uh, hopefully we get that somewhat soon. I'm really excited for this. Um, says her facing off against what they're saying is an old friend, but it's not. IGN is not spoiling it, so neither will we. Um, I'm very I'm very interested to see what they do with Echo. That's another one that I don't have any like. I don't have as much affinity for this character, even after having the character debut in Hawkeye. I'm very curious to see what the show does. It's presumably going to lead right into Daredevil Born Again, which makes sense. And picks but up I don't right want after to just Hawkeye. feel like, well, exactly. I don't want it to just feel like this stepping stone to take us from Hawkeye to Daredevil. I want it to have substance. I want it to feel important in this street level Marvel New York thing that they're setting up. Yeah, I think the big news here is that Vincent D'Onofrio will be back in the uh, show, and Daredevil will be in it as well. Um, yeah. And I do hope they use Daredevil, because Daredevil is very much a mentor to Echo. And I hope we see that. I hope it does stand alone on its own, like you said. Interesting enough, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio will have, you know, an eye patch because, you know, he got shot. Only a little bit. Um, I'm very excited for this. What I'm more excited for, though, is Ironheart. Uh, we got some footage, again, behind closed doors. Uh, what we saw was Riri talking to a high-tech necklace. Probably either she made it or it's from Wakanda. Uh, and we're going to see adventures of her at MIT building stuff with her friends and whatnot. I don't think we're going to go down the route that we saw in the comics of her working with Leonardo da Vinci, but I really hope we don't get that. You never that know. Weird. But MCU is weird. For this. 
look, I, they're weird, but I don't think they're weird enough to say, oh, by the way, Leonardo da Vinci is alive and he was one of the founding members of the original Shield. And whatnot. They're not doing that. We'll see. And then our final thing, we're finally through this panel, Mitch, uh, is talking about Willow. Uh, slated to release November 30th. We got a new trailer, which frankly sold me on this series. Um, I have no affinity for the original film. I'm curious to check this out, but it's not something that's high on my list. I was very interested in this film and actually watching the original film for the first time because I've never seen it after watching the ILM documentary, the docuseries that you should go mm-hmm. to our episode on right now. Um, so I still want to watch it, and I'm definitely going to watch it before this comes out. But this sold me on. I'm not a Game of Thrones fan, and I'm not really a Lord of the Rings fan, so I haven't had a fantasy show in a really long time at this point. This seems like it's going to scratch that exact itch that I want it to be. And I love yeah. the cast. I love everything we've seen from it. I cannot wait. This is one of the biggest surprises to the show for me that I'm like, oh, I actually care about this. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping I'm proven wrong and it becomes must-watch TV, but right now it's it's not really up there for me. And I will tell you all this, we will not be doing a weekly episode on this. Mostly because I'm pretty sure we Andor is happening in the, the weekly episodes. Yeah. Even we even need to, we need to talk about Andor. Um moving along. We don't talk we're about Andor. No, no. One no. final panel. That's right, folks. We're on All right, and we're just going to break here and have that be its whole, its own podcast episode, right, Griffin? We're not going to try and pile this on top of the already no, we're piling hour and 40-minute episode. Honestly, so here's the thing. Here's the thing, Mitch. We've been going for an hour and 40 minutes. We could go for another hour and 40 minutes about this Parks panel. 100%. Do you want to make it a, a broken-out episode? Because I almost feel like we should. Because, like, I... I can kind of see us going either way of it. Because I want to talk a lot about what some of these announcements. Here's the thing. We both love the parks, right? The parks aren't Disney Plus content. Here's what I say we do. We can spend as much time talking about this as we want, but I kind of feel like we should just do it off camera. There's so much to talk about, and I want to talk about this on content. Fuck it, let's just do it then. Okay, let's just do it. Strap it in, folks. We've been teasing it this whole damn episode. We gotta just do it. Look, a lot of these we're gonna skip right through. I think we're gonna skip right through the international stuff because that's not something that we get to see. We'll we'll talk about it and reference it. We'll make sure you get the update here, but yeah, let's yeah. roll through this. We are going off of um, WDW News Today's article, which... Yeah. It's kind of just a link dump of all the other articles that they wrote on all the stuff that came out. So do go well, and find it. It's a link dump of most of their stuff. Um, I want to just throw out there. Normally I warn people against going on to WDWNT. Uh, a lot of stuff they put up is not actual news. And there's a lot of rumor stuff that they will promote as news. Um, do we want to pull from somewhere else? I got nowhere else I to pull, pull this from. So, okay. I just want to give that preface ahead of of whenever I bring up WDWNT. Let me find something. Let me find something else real quick. I didn't know that about them, so I will Oh, sorry. I will I'll just keep talking about it then. Um yeah, yeah. they've known to do some relatively shady things in the past. Um whatever they've received criticism online, their head dude will like just bash the people giving them criticism and block them and stuff. Oh like, lord. They they are not the greatest people out there, folks. Um 
that said, Adam Bankhurst over at IGN also did a fantastic write up on all the announcements. So you can also go over there and get a good thorough read into the 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 really important stuff. Adam Bankhurst is kind of just saving our butts. (laughs) More or less, yeah. Uh, Give me a second to pull this up. Yeah, but I think the the WDWNT article is definitely more thorough. So I don't know if you want to just start there and just send That's... people everywhere but here to... Yeah, go... Don't watch the... We're going to just keep using this for the sake of... This isn't a video uh, podcast or anything. We're just talking about releases. Don't support WDWNT, but do support us. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, we're going to break this up by park because that's frankly going to be the easiest way to do this. Start out west? I'm thinking start out far east. I think we start okay, international. Okay, yeah, you want to start with and... the, the smaller announcements, then work our way to the U.S.? That works, too. Yeah, let's start out there because it's going to be easiest. Um, Hong Kong Disneyland, starting at the top, is getting a new Walt and Mickey statue in Hong Kong Disneyland. Um, Themed after the bench that Walt conceptualized on. Disneyland on at the carousel in Griffith Park. Yeah, it looks really cute. I can't wait for this. We also saw a Walt statue on the floor at D23. That's going to be the new Epcot one, the Thinker. Did you see the Photoshop someone did of just putting, superimposing a toilet over it? Yeah, I thought it was funny. (laughs) It was only a matter of time. Let's be honest. All right, Hong Kong Disney. The other thing Um, announced there, uh, Arendelle World of Frozen opening second half of 2023. Yeah, there's three different frozen parks being open or three frozen lands being opened around the world. One here, one in Paris, and then I want to say one in um, Japan. Japan, because um, they did the medley of the Mandarin, Japanese, French version of uh, Into the Unknown. It was a really good medley. I really liked it. It was uh, all, I didn't all of the stage them. performances we got. We didn't even mention the fact that Kevin Feige came out and they did the Rogers musical opening at the friggin' Marvel panel. Like, yeah, that was great. Good stuff. Which good wasn't stuff even the Marvel right. panel, folks. It was a mashup panel. They just yeah. did it. To change segments. Anyways, Kevin Feige is the goat. It's fine. Uh, we got some concept art for Shanghai Disneyland's Zootopia Land, which looks awesome. Uh, I uh, especially look at love... the animatronic for Officer Klauhauser, which freaking awesome. out about Giselle. It was great. Uh, one of my favorite which... things though is that this was animated concept art, and it showed mm-hmm. some of the stuff you'll be seeing, like um, animals the getting in the off Zootopia of... Central Station. Yeah. yeah. Um, this concept be... art is. The entire reason why I do believe that the Zootopia land in Animal Kingdom will come to fruition because they've already built this shit for Shanghai. Yeah, I do think we're going to see something. Um, Disneyland Paris got a lot of information happening. Um, Disneyland's Paris 30th anniversary is going to be ending in September 2023. And as it ends, a new Pixar show will begin. We got some new details and concepts about a new Tangled attraction. Which long rumored tangled carousel on the new promenade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's the bit. The big news here is that, yeah, brand new promenade. They're building a whole new area for this park. Um, Basically this promenade will lead you down this. Uh, you, they want to hide the theming as best they can for this new frozen land in Paris. So it will be in uh, Walt Disney studios park, which is the park where they also recently opened adventures campus. Um, retheming the Aerosmith rock and roller coaster into an Iron Man coaster as well as adding, I think they added web slingers here as well. Are there two attractions in the land? No, they also uh, have I could the be Avengers. wrong on that. They also have the Avengers Quinjet ride. Oh, do they have the Quinjet? Like they, they got the Quinjet, the Quinjet ride? ride? Yeah, they did. Oh, okay. Then that might be the, that must be the There's second, a reason I keep wanting ticket. to go to Disneyland Paris. They're getting all the things I wish we had out here in the U.S. 
Yeah, I was on the fence. I probably probably should have done Paris this year instead of California, but it called our name and we're heading there in a few weeks. But um, the uh, yeah, thing... so they are they're doing their best to mask the frozen land that they're adding there by having it be at the end of this promenade. You have to walk down and rather than it just being an empty space, they're going to fill it with a bunch of new gardens as well as this new Tangled based attraction. Yeah. Uh, the last thing here is they are transforming the Disneyland Hotel in Paris um, with uh, frozen stuff. So cool. I think they also said they were adding a new hotel in the, in the frozen, frozen land. Area. Yeah. I yeah. don't know how it's going to work, but it sounds awesome. Paris is really interesting in that the, the hotels are embedded into the park. So like you can walk out of your hotel and just be in the park. Yeah. It's like, um, paradise pier in uh, Disneyland. Yeah. Which, which is we'll no longer in paradise pier, but we're going to get there. Um, talking next about the Disney cruise line. We got a new ship announced with an adventure-themed ship with a grand hall centered around Aladdin. Uh, it is going to be called the Disney Treasure. Have you ever been on a Disney cruise, Griffin? I have, yes, actually. Okay. I got very sick and wasn't able to do anything. That sounds like every cruise I've ever been on. That, that was the one cruise line we never went on as kids was Disney. Um, I kind of wish we had, but we didn't. And no. I kind of get now as an adult why we didn't, because we like going on week-long vacations and their week-long uh, cruises real expensive and not very common oh yeah um but yeah um, no, the, the, because uh, they announced the, this new shit sorry go ahead. the cruises i've been on I've, I've been on two both when i was very young but they were awesome they're very catered towards kids um and adults like they do have that very separate stuff but like the kids stuff is the cool stuff to do frankly oh, like of course it is they have this whole marvel-based area that is exclusive to anyone under the age of like 16 i think like it's really dope what they do some of the best disney shows are actually on the ships and yeah if we have kids one of my goals is to get onto a disney cruise any of them going out of uh out of florida there because i think that would just be such a good time um but because we are like it's crazy to see how much disney cruise line is expanding coming out of the pandemic what they added the disney wish this year the disney treasure in a couple of years and they're they're... moving the uh one of their cruises over to sail uh, australia new zealand which makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Like they're very much going big at home. Like the cruise industry is a very fascinating industry to me. Especially post pandemic. Oh, yeah. that is one of the last places I could see myself going as a cruise while the, there's still an ongoing public health crisis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and another one starting it's like, yeah. that's the last place I want to go, but this is still interesting to me. And you know, maybe in the far future, if I actually have money, <laughs> yeah, money is the important part there. Uh, we also got a first look. We also got a first look at the new Bahamian private island that Disney has bought and is currently working on called Lighthouse Point. Yeah, looks cool. The drone shot was fun. I like drone shots just in general. And the concept art looks actually mm. relatively interesting. I'm curious to see how it all Yeah. Out. That's, that is very far out. Very far out. Oh, you're looking at like five or six years at least to develop that, if not more. All right, that stuff. Okay, now. we're into the U.S., so where do you want to start, West Coast or East Coast? Uh, you're going to the West Coast, coming to the West Coast soon. So let's start with the best coast. <laughs> East Coast, Beast Coast, baby, let's go. You're not the best, though. We're talking about West Coast. There's so much announced here. Um, I'm really disappointed about this first one. Mando and Grogu, because it's going to be coming after you. Like two okay. weeks after we. <laughs> oh, by the way, I've rescheduled my Disney trip from October to November so I can see Mando and Grogu. I hate you so much. No, I'm kidding. I just can't. I hope, I hope this next thing we talk about isn't there anymore. Cause it's only there for a limited time. Just to spite you. 
I mean, did you hear the second part? I'm not actually going to go because I don't have the money to do it. Um, oh, okay, I watched that. I now, know, Mando and Grogu are coming to the uh, to Disneyland. We knew about Mando. We didn't know about Grogu. Um, seeing the little animatronic Grogu just made me so happy. It's perfect. And seeing, like, John Favreau and Mando talking, <laughs> chatting is so funny to me. I also really enjoy, like, the biggest issue that I had with Galaxy's Edge when it opened in the parks is that it focused primarily on the sequel trilogy, right? There weren't, like, it, it basically, it took place in a time and place that was after the sequels or during the sequels, whatever it was. And they're kind of saying, Star Wars is more than that. We just got to have all the Star Warsy bits in here, even if it doesn't make sense for the theming or the story, just do it. I ex I fully expect them to have different overlays and animatronics eventually for Smuggler's Run. It won't always be Hondo. There may be, you know, you may... I mean, Hondo is a through line between all three trilogies, so... Well, I guess, but... No, I do think it's... we are going to see more stuff like this. Like, we know Mando, we know Boba Fett, we know Fennec. Fennec. I'm sure we're going to start getting some original trilogy characters in here eventually. Oh, I think Darth Vader's coming eventually. Um, Not for Halloween with all the villain stuff? What a surprise. I mean, Vader is bigger than just a villain, so... I know, I know. But no, it's it's great to see this, and I love to see them just branch out and be like, no, Star Wars is more than just the sequels. Just, let's just have fun with it, because that's what Star Wars is. It's campy space fun. From a so nerdy excited to see side, Grogu and Din join the fray. From a nerdy tech side, I'm really interested in this, because it seems like they're going to be talking, which means that they're using the same technology that they're using the Stormtrooper helmets in the Mando helmet. Kylo. In Kylo. I imagine they'll be using it in the Boa Fett helmet as well. Basically, like these the people, Vader, the Vader when that happens. It's like a, I don't actually know what the tech is, but they're not pressing a button to talk. They are actually talking. It's some sort of voice modulator, but it's also not. It's very interesting. There's a patent out there. I haven't actually looked into it. Go look into it for me, please. Um, I'm Googling. You can keep talking. The next one we got is a Hulk meet and greet at Avengers Campus starting next week. Um, yeah, the Hulk is going to be there. It's the Hulk exoskeleton worked. It was called Project Exo. It looks um it looks interesting. Um the only thing I don't love is Hulk is like fully in his Avengers Endgame time traveling suit helmet on. Um because they can put a screen in the helmet and they can't put that on the face of a character. Exactly. It makes sense for it, but I mean uh, Avengers Campus, at least from the research that I've been doing because I'm going on this trip, is that they've moved to having a lot more walkabout character meet and greets. Like, there isn't a yeah. set place anymore to meet and greet, but, like, Spider-Man is just walking around, which was weird watching a vlog of people just following Spider-Man trying to get an autograph. Mm -hmm. Well, like, yeah, they just, they just hang out and chat with people and walk around. They'll interact with each other. It very much feels like Universal, actually. Universal has always done that with their characters. Though they'll have the meet and greets and whatnot. But they can actually just move around the parks. Like, one of my favorite video things I've ever seen was hanging out at the uh, Seuss area while my brother was on a ride. And watching the Grinch just mess with this lady just sitting on, on a bench. Like, I love seeing that with this kind of stuff. And you do get a lot of different, a lot more special character interactions that way. So I think it's a great way of doing it. Um, speaking of Avengers Campus, though, we do have a new attraction um, going around the multiverse with the brand new villain, kind of King Thanos, who's from a reality where he succeeded in Avengers Endgame, killing all of the heroes. 
And as Kevin Feige said, the Avengers did not take too kindly to that. I'm very, very interested in this promo image they put out of King Thanos, a bunch of heroes across the multiverse attacking. Uh, we see, you know, all the Avengers you'd expect. We're seeing Captain America, both Captain Americas, both Steve and uh, Sam Wilson. One of my favorite things in this is just that Steve, uh, Sam, America Chavez, and Captain Carter are all in the same little section. All the stars and stripes, baby. Mm -hmm. Even though America is not related to any of them, it's great. Not in the slightest. We got Daredevil front and center, Black Panther, Jane Foster's Mighty Thor, Spider-Man, both Tom Holland and the Spider-Man freshman year version. We got. Which I don't know how that's going to work because I didn't think he got this. He got the suit from Tony. So I don't know why he would have the MCU suit in freshman year, but I don't care. It is what it is. We'll find out. Um, Now we got Miss Marvel. We got Werewolf by Night. We've got. Uh, man Behold, thing. I keep wanting to say thing, swamp thing, Moon but that's Knight, like Hydra Stomper. A bunch of what if characters. Like this is going to be very interesting. Um, I'm a little bit bummed we're not getting that. You know that Wakanda Quinjet ride. This is going to be where that Quinjet is in Avengers Campus. But this seems like it's going to be awesome. Did they confirm that? Because I it sounded like they were talking more about expansion. Then replacing uh, they the were Quinjet. talking about expansion, but when they've talked about expansion in the past, it's normally been like a ride or something, and that was it. Did that was delayed indefinitely. I have a feeling that's going, especially if the tech does exist in Paris. I see it happening eventually, so this is probably going to be new footprint. There's that parking lot behind Avengers Campus that is ripe for no longer being a parking lot. So we'll see. What interests me a lot, and this is very much me getting theme park nerdy, is actually seeing a little bit of this ride vehicle here. Seeing that it's going to be three rows, four people each. So it is very much going to be a story-based ride. I imagine this to be something similar to the Ratatouille ride. It's going to be a screen-based a screen -based attraction like the Spider-Man ride at Universal Studios uh, Orlando, I would expect. Yeah, I'm expecting that. Like, that's kind of... Have you ridden Ratatouille? Not yet. Okay, so that's very much what it is. It, it's a mix between screens and physical, and I can very much see them doing something like that. I would mm -hmm. hope they go something along the lines of like the Harry Potter ride, in, Hogwarts ride in Universal. That's right. There's multiple Harry Potter rides now um, where it is that story-based screen attraction, but it is still a little bit thrill ride. Um, more when this happens eventually. I know I want to ride it as soon as it comes out, so... I do, but I like it's gonna we've got our trip planned for this year. I don't think we're going to plan another trip to California for a long time after seeing the parks this time. Um, like Florida is our home park, really, which is un unfortunate because like I mentioned earlier, there is this agreement between Marvel and Universal that Universal has the rights to Marvel, major Marvel characters like the Avengers, Spider-Man, etc., east of the Mississippi River in the continental United States, which is just such a weird restriction. And how they got around that in Florida was that they built the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, which I still cannot wait to ride that attraction the next time I'm able to get to Florida. Uh, but like Florida is going to be our home park, so we're not going to get to see much Avengers stuff for what's probably until we get to Paris. What's interesting to me about that agreement is looking at this image for this new multiverse ride. Like half the characters in this aren't covered by that agreement. Like, Moon Knight's not. She-Hulk definitely isn't. Werewolf by Night definitely isn't. Miss Marvel isn't. Miss Marvel came after that deal. Mighty Thor came after yep. that deal. 
a lot of these other characters are Daredevil, Spidey, Thor, Iron Man. Yada, yada, I don't know if Daredevil is covered by the agreement. Uh, nah, Daredevil is in the Universal Park. So, is he? Okay. Yeah, Nelson and Murdoch's attorneys at law. They're oh there. yeah, that's right. But I mean, that's just a reference. They don't actually use the character, so I I think that might have just been like. Well, yeah, but that means that they still have to have the rights to put that there. Maybe, but I don't know if it, it might have been just the rights to in universe New York and not necessarily the character. But that's basically what I'm getting at here is I do oh, think we should see more Marvel in the uh, in the Florida parks. I just don't think it's going to be Avengers. I fully expect we will. I I fully expect there to be some sort of maybe a Doctor Strange attraction. I'm trying to think how it could fit into the other parks, but really you could do something in Hollywood Studios, but there isn't really the space to. I mean, there's space to expand, but. If you're expanding in Hollywood Studios, you're doing it for a land. You're not doing it for an individual ride. Um, maybe they can come up for, with another hero for the re-theme of Aerosmith Rock and Roller Coaster, which I'm going to hate when that happens, but I know it's eventually going to happen. Dude, give me a Daredevil um, reskin of that, where like you're following him on like his fights and stuff through the town, him that'd be swinging cool. off of jumping off of things. That'd be dope. I think you could do something Doctor Strange related in there too. You do a whole bunch of weird, like you, you basically retheme in there similar to what they had to do for Incredicoaster, where you give yourself a lot of in-place effects mm -hmm. for things because you are going on a journey. So I think either way, I don't know. Could be cool. We're speculating at this point. Nothing's confirmed. For All that. Of this I, is I speculation. We're about to talk yeah. about stuff that's ridiculously early in the design process. You mean um, like the Pacific Wharf redesign into San Francisco from Big Hero 6? I'm so Well, that's further along than some of the other stuff we'll be talking about later. This is actually surprisingly far along with the development. I'm really excited for this. But yeah, Pacific Wharf is going to be redesigned to be San Francisco. Uh, Pacific Wharf is this area that is mostly food. Uh, it's mostly a dining area, a piece to rest people's feet. A lot of the best restaurants, in my opinion, are in Disneyland are in the Pacific Wharf. They have the bakery tour there, which I've learned about. It's great. It's That's neat. Uh, um, also, I looked a little bit more into that uh, patent and how the Stormtrooper helmets and stuff work. It is a combination of voice gestures, eye, like facial recognition gestures and hand gestures, both in triggers on the hands as well as on the weapons. Um, so I would, I would fully expect there are probably triggers on the bag for Mando to do a few of the phrases and to trigger Grogu to do things as well. Yeah, you know, now that I think about it, Boba Fett is holding his gun too. So that would Yeah, make sense. so yeah, and, and uh, Kylo's sense. holding his lightsaber. Um, Vader presumably will as well. Lightsaber, yeah. Uh, it's definitely interesting. Um, but yeah, Pacific yeah. Worth really excites me. Uh, we will be getting a Baymax meet and greet. One of the funniest. Did you actually watch the panel, Mitch? I did, yeah. Okay, one of the funniest things to me during this panel was when they announced that and Baymax just slowly scoots his way onto the screen. Baymax is one of my favorite uh, character interactions that we were able to do at Epcot when we went in 20... 2018. There's a no photo joke. back there with the date on it from when we got engaged, so I can never be wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Baymax meet and greet was fantastic, so I'm, I'm excited to see the people on the West Coast get... Uh, a little bit of the taste of uh, back east. There's something so special about being able to hug Baymax. Like, more than any other Disney character to me. It's just... Wrong. Nope. Who, who? The best hug at Disney is Chewy. I haven't gotten a Chewy hug, so... You need to hug Chewy. I did I'm have a saying. stare down, though, with Kylo Ren. 
I had that too. That came up in my photo memories on my phone the other day, and I had a good chuckle. I gotta send you the photo. I got, I'll, I will send you my photo if I ever find it. It's one of my funniest things because it's just Kylo staring me down intimidatingly, and me with the stupidest goofy smile on my face looking back. <laughs> it's great. Uh, but no, I'm super excited for this. I'm curious if they're gonna announce a ride or anything. Um, I hope they do. But it seems like they're gonna kind of keep it around the food shops, meet and greet. So there really isn't there. a lot more they can do in that space. So I think, yeah, a little more character interaction, a little more. I expect well, a retheme there's, there's for space the restaurants. Behind it. There's space behind it. I, I guess, but um, I expect them to retheme the restaurants maybe, but uh, largely I'd expect some of this to remain intact. Oh, do you really believe we'd have a big Hero 6 area with restaurants and not include Aunt Cass's diner or cafe? No. I mean, but would people go there or would they just continue to line up for hours at Starbucks? I mean, they're, they're going to do both. Like, let's let's be real here. Because uh, they already do both. Um, up next, this is an announcement for a select few people who care, and I am one of those people. Run Disney is coming back to Disneyland Resort in 2024. I don't have to go all the way to Florida. My goal is to do one of those eventually, probably in Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have the goal to do it. I um, I started back up on trading literally today. I am I'm getting in shape. I'm running again. I'm really excited for this. And why am I saying this on the podcast? It's so that people hold me accountable. You and me both. Mm-hmm. I just sent you the photo on Discord, by the way. Oh, yes. Okay, I'm going to put it up on our Twitter then. Oh, please don't. <laughs> okay, I'm going to look at this picture quick, and then we're going to continue. My wife not might not be happy if you put it up on Twitter. Okay, I will not. Just I saying. Won't, I won't touch it. But this is a great picture. I love this so much. Right? You look so, like, what is going on, but also, like... I'm very I'm very worried at the, at that moment. <laughs> Yeah, Kylo Ren is is like terrifying in his meet and greet. Freaking awesome meet and greet! I had so much like that one was great. Chewy, the problem was to find that photo. I was flipping through everything. Oh my god, Goofy was fantastic. Donald was great. One of my favorite character Uh, actions to this day is still Beast, because very few people actually get in line for Beast, so he just loves anyone that comes to him. mm -hmm. It's it's great. Um. Up next, we got some concept art for Mickey's Toontown. Uh, we got to see some concept for the actual Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway queue happening there at the El Capitoon Theater. <laughs> it's so Love good. It's so good. It's the best. Mm-hmm. I still, I cannot wait to experience this ride either in California or Florida. It seems like it's a hoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the queue for this ride is going to be very much like the history of Mickey Mouse. And I really love that for it. I think the, um, I love the Chinese theater vibe for the one in Florida. Like it's got that building. It's fantastic. It's great. This is a whole nother vibe and it's perfect for it. But we also got a bunch of other town stuff. We saw Donald's boat, which they made a crack about people being worried if Donald's boat was going to leave. But like, I don't think anyone was actually worried about that. I don't know. The fact that we're going while Toontown is closed isn't really that upsetting to me and that should be all you need to know about disney's or toontown in disneyland i mean it's got the it's got the or had the who framed roger rabbit ride but it still does that's going to be there when it reopens perfect yeah um the other things we saw here was a kind of a play area in goofy's yard the goofy's how to play yard and we saw a little bit of the inside of goofy's house with a new candy making machine undoubtedly that's the store that is absolutely a candy I mean, they, they have Goofy's Candy Company in, mm-hmm. in World. It makes sense. This is going to be kind of the same thing. In and they land. definitely sell that candy in land as well. So, Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
You all don't right. package all that candy and only sell it in one park. Oh, yeah. Um, up next, we got the Paradise Pier Hotel is officially being renamed to the Pixar Place Hotel. And we got to see some concept art of that, including revamping the uh, the innards, revamping the pool. We almost stayed here, and I'm kind of glad we didn't because they're doing all this work now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're... And that's probably why it was as cheap as it was. Yeah, probably. Um, it's very interesting to see it. I'm really excited for this. Like, It's needed the redesign ever since they uh, made Pixar Pier, Pixar Pier. Yeah. Like, it looks really fun. The entryway with the big Luxo lamp and like the modal that has all of the different characters from Pixar. It's going to be really cool. It was funny when they first showed this, I'm like, oh, they're redoing the interior of the Lamplight Lounge. That's cool. Yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> I was like, why are you redoing it? The Lamplight Lounge is literally the coolest spot in all of Disneyland already. Did I tell you we got dinner reservations there? Dude, yes. I went there for brunch, um, which was awesome because I literally, I ordered a, if the, <sighs> I'm I'm outing myself as being basic as shit right now. You ordered fucking avocado. I ordered avocado toast, but it had steak on it. And it's literally, I was sort of like, okay. I was like, okay, it's going to be avocado toast. There might be a couple slices of steak. No, it's just a whole freaking steak on there. I was watching a Disney World vlogger that I follow. Uh, He was at land for D23. And he went there, just walked up and got a reservation. Um... Those potato skins, man. Oh, my God. They Dude, look good. It is one of my favorite places in the park. Um, it is a it is genuinely a place where whenever I go to the parks now, I want to get a reservation there. Um, unfortunately, the last time I went, they had it was when the lake was uh, dried Rained. out. It was drained out and dried. Yeah. So we didn't get to sit on the water and stuff. But we still, like, it was our last day there. We had done a bunch of rides beforehand. We went and had a lunch, but it was brunch. And then yeah. went on a couple more rides and then my family took off. It was, it was one of my favorite moments there. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, more Pixar wait. is better, but also like that entryway with all of the drawings, just so good. Yeah. I can't 10 wait. out of 10 place. Um, up next, we finally have more details about Tiana's Bayou adventure. Uh, and oh my God, I'm, I'm so excited for this re theme. It's, so I am and I'm not. I am and I'm not because I I agree that this retheme is very important and it's necessary to prolong the long prolong the you know the life of this attraction just because the the story it is based on is very much not appropriate to be celebrated in today's day and age. But I am concerned that this attraction seems to have been subject to budget cuts because the original concept art did show something a lot more grandiose in terms of how the exterior of the ride was going to be revamped. I am worried that this is basically just going to become a screen attraction on the inside with a few audio animatronics. And they they really talked about mist in this part of the panel. Like they were really, really insistent. They're like, mist is gonna be cool. It's like they, there's only so much you can do with mist. It's water. Like Yeah, but at the same it's, time, it's mist. mist has given us world of color. <laughs> That is true. I just, they, I, I have my reservations that I, I'm concerned that this is just being done because it needs to be done and not because they're doing it the right way. I always, I will always have faith in the Imagineers. That is like one of that my is also very true. base rules with Disney's. I will always have faith in the Imagineers for doing what they want to do. I think they hit a lot of the notes they need to hit with this, the entire original cast being back, them really trying to make this area a love letter to New Orleans, and them 
they've talked for a very long time about how authentic they want to be to it, and it really does feel like they mean it. No, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I there. think this is going to be good. I really do. I think, I think you're right about some of the budget cuts. I think some of that budget also went to this uh, restaurant they're opening up. Yeah, I mean, they're refeeding more than just the ride. I think there's going to be a lot more done in that area of the park, especially on the West Coast. I don't I know think, how much you can do on the East Coast with the way that Splash Mountain is designed and where well, it is situated that, in the parks. I think that concept art we got with that big tree and all that fun stuff, I think we're going to see more of that on the on the East Coast. I don't think these are going to look exactly the same. And I really hope they don't, at least from the outside, because that's what makes the, having the two parks in the same ride at both parks special is they are slightly different. They do have their own unique things and whatnot. Like even Galaxy's Edge, while they are the exact same area on the East Coast and the West Coast, having different entrances entirely changes it. On the in uh, in California, you enter by uh, Galaxy's Edge, which is awesome. It really brings people to Galaxy's Edge, it makes that line even longer, but it does bring people over there. In the main entrance in Florida, though, is by um, Oga's Cantina, and then you turn that corner over to the Falcon. It's a totally different vibe. Even that that much changes things here. So I really hope, I hope they make things. Having not been to either, these are all words you are saying, and I am nodding in agreement. You get it, though, to some degree. I, I do, I do. Uh, we got some more, we got some brand new sh- nighttime shows. Coming to Disneyland, uh, Wondrous Journeys, Fireworks Spectacular is coming to Disneyland next year. And um, World of Color 1, interesting name, but I'm just going to roll with it, uh, will be debuting. One world kind of thing, I would assume. It's going to celebrate the multiculturalism stuff. Mm-hmm. They're going to have that a bunch of their new movies in there, Coco and Kanto. Coco and Kanto getting a lot of love <laughs> right now. Which As they should. Good. They're fantastic films. Mm-hmm. I fully expect there to be a Coco 2 by the end of the decade. Yeah. Here's one of the funniest announcements to me, just being great for California natives, confusing to the rest of us in the world. Porto's Bakery and Cafe is coming to downtown Disney. Is that a big deal? Apparently. I don't know. I've never been to Porto's. Let me text. Oh, wait. I have my phone. Let me message my California friend and ask. The question is, will they get back to me by the end of the episode? Nope. Uh, also announced were some of the new uh, decorations and character costumes for the hundred year of hundred years of wonder platinum celebration at uh, Disneyland, as well as that the Magic Happens Parade will be returning to Disneyland soon. Um, I'm so happy. This is a parade that debuted right before the COVID pandemic shut the parks down. Uh, I am disappointed that I'm missing it, of course, by going to the parks when I am. Uh, that being said, I can just watch it online because I don't really have an affinity for this, but I do have an affinity for one of, I think, the first thing that we're going to talk about for Walt Disney. Yeah, I want to talk about the Magic Happens Parade a little bit because this is one of the, one of the parades where I wish, wished upon wish that I got to see this before um, the pandemic hit. And this There's was only one about of those three videos. weeks that it was on before the pandemic hit. Like, I, this is one of the ones I was looking forward to, had the music downloaded on Spotify and everything. Um. But the fact that it's back, it's a huge deal to people that have seen it. That video is one of the things that like I watched a ton during early COVID times. So I'm super excited for that to be back. Um, the other thing we got to mention quick is the platinum decorations. Um, this is the 100th year of Disney. So the celebration is going to be called 100 Years of Wonder. 
everyone's getting platinum outfits and stuff. Uh, you can look them up online. There's been a bunch of stuff. Those ears they announced are friggin' expensive, dude. Right? I'm not going to lie. I considered it for about five seconds. Considered the silver Grimer poop-looking Mickey ears? Yeah, they look cool to me. They remind the me of Epic Mickey. Sukumon-ass Mickey ears? They really remind me of Epic Mickey. Fine. Um, and that's what I... I didn't see those in announcement and all. I just saw the picture of them on Twitter. I was like, oh, did they make epic Mickey Mickey ears? Uh, we are almost done, folks, I promise. We have one more resort, and that is the Walt Disney World Resort. Um, the big one, Mitch, the one that you and I are ecstatic through the roof. Happily Ever After is back. It's back, baby. Next year. I sent a message while we were while this was happening. I was like, they've started this with a performance of Happily Ever After. If there they no don't announce it's back, back, they are the biggest teases ever. And right off the bat, it's back. Did I tell Thank you God. this story? Like my why I have such a strong affinity for this show? You told me personally. I don't think you've said it on the show though. Okay, well, I, I will recap it again here for anyone who doesn't know because it it, it is so important to me because as I mentioned earlier, I did get engaged at Walt Disney World in 2018. At our first full day at the park, it was Magic Kingdom. So we went, we got breakfast in, um, oh, what the hell is the name of Beast Castle there, the restaurant? Be Our Guest? Be Our Guest, yes. So we had Be Our Guest reservations before the park opened. So we were some of the only people in the park when I did propose. And it was great. It was a fantastic, magical day that ended with Happily Ever After. And the emotions that that fucking show brought out of me on this day that I got engaged. It just, it, it's a, it is now a core memory and something that I'll never, ever, ever be able to forget. So the fact that it's coming back and more people can have memories like the one that I have, it's, it means a lot. It really does. Like we, so we were at Costco when this panel started and I said, I had to, we were driving back. I'm like, I'm putting this panel on the car like i need to i need to have this at least the audio so i can listen to this going and they started singing it and we're driving back from costco and i'm in tears just like oh it was it was gross and i will fully admit that on the internet for everyone to make fun of me for but <laughs> yeah uh there is i have such an emotional connection to this song and to this show that i'm so glad it's coming back yeah i have a really emotional connection on this one too from an entirely different angle of just this is the show that brings me hope. I still listen to that opening intro and that closer of they're just such powerful words. Yeah. Go out and make your own happily ever after, like follow your dreams, do the thing. It's, it's such Gotta an amazing show from a technical standpoint. It is amazing and wonderful and mind blowing. Like it is it some the first of the major, it was one of the, it was one of the first, it was the first, if not one of, it was one of the first, if not the first major project, cash projection shows as well. Like that's another reason, like it just from a technical perspective, it's so intricate and it's so, it's magic. It is legitimate magic. This is and one I, of those things where I don't it. think we will ever get it, but I hope that this gets a video and is put up on Disney plus like the shows in uh, Paris were. I don't think, I, it, I think it needs to. I, I don't see why not. But at the same time, they're all up on YouTube. You can go watch this on YouTube. I I have a link bookmarked for this on YouTube. Um, It's a it's an amazing show, and I can't wait for it to be back. Uh, but let's talk about new things. Uh, Tron Light Cycle Run has a release window. 
of spring 2023. Still surprised they put a date on this. I'm like, not. They're, st- they're test. They're testing it now, but I, I like I get there's still a lot of landscaping and other in park stuff that needs to get done before this ride can be opened. Well, but I think the real reason this is coming next year is they want to just wait till after the hundredth celebration is done, or yeah. the or no the fiftieth celebration. Yeah, they need yeah. something else to have after that. Pull people back to parks. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm I'm not surprised if there being a date, not being a date. Like Guardians, um, Cosmic Rewinds date dropped like a month before it came out. Um, and they do that very intentionally to boost those ticket sales on that day. Yeah. So I'm not surprised. This is pretty box standard for Disney opening new rides right now. Yeah, unfortunately. Now, Mitch, we've got the second biggest news for Disney parks following Happily Ever After. I'm so disappointed that on this trip, I'm still not going to get to see this damn thing. The Hatbox goes? Oh, yeah, you won't because it's going to be off. Holiday overlay. Yeah, hey, you know what? It's worth it. It's worth it. Let me tell I you. Know, I know. I have heard good things. Also, the Hatbox Ghost every video. is still kind of there. Um, okay. Yeah, the Hatbox Ghost is coming to the Haunted Mansion in Magic Kingdom. I'm so excited. The, the trailer they or commercial they made for this is so good to me. I am The Hatbox Ghost is such a great character. One of my favorites. Like this is this is fantastic and wonderful. I realize, Mitch, that you have no reference for this this wonderful, wonderful. Other movie. than what we got in, I think it was behind the attraction. They talked about them bringing this back to Disneyland. I don't really have. I understand the history of it and the history of the effect and the fact that they were able to make it work with modern technology and bring it back. But that's about it. All right. Um, before we continue, my California friend got back to me about Portos. Uh, it's a bakery. I haven't been, but I heard it's good. So I guess it's good. I still have no reference for what the heck Portos, like why this is such a big deal. Okay. Here, here, here's the deal. Okay. There is a Portos. Uh, how far is this from our hotel? Google would work. I would tell you. There is a there is a portals within, you know, driving distance to the Disneyland Park. So I will make it. I will make an effort. I'm not going to guarantee it here, but I will make an effort that we will make it to Portos, not the one at Downtown Disney because that won't be open when we go, obviously. But I will make the effort that we will try this, and I will report back to you after my trip on why this is a big deal. Awesome, thank you. It is a nine minute drive from our hotel, so about a ten minute drive from Disneyland itself. No, all right, we're gonna. We're going to save the Blue Sky stuff for the end of this, because that's that's the big stuff to talk about here. The next um, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, let's talk about the hey, next time. I have to go pick Carmen up at some point. She's at her parents. <laughs> I'm sorry, Carmen. She's <laughs> texting me like, are you done? I'm like, so much. I promise. Uh, I'll, I'll blast through these next few then. Uh, Harmonious no, 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 is no. getting don't, replaced. Don't, don't rush through it for me. Okay, I'm blasting through these next two then. Uh, Harmonious will be replaced with a new Nighttime Spectacular for the 100 Years of Wonder at Epcot. Awesome. That's unfortunate because I still haven't gotten to see the show and the fact that it lasted less than a year because of the pandemic is kind of a shame. This is one of those ones where it's another one that I hope gets put up on Disney+. Plus. I hope they do that for all the fireworks shows that they get rid of. I think it's another one. Like, this will return, I think, to Epcot after the 100 Year Celebration. I agree. I think that the Nighttime Spectacular is just going to be for 100 years. Uh, the other yeah. big news about 2023 here is that Journey of Water, inspired by Moana, will be opening in late 2023. Uh, but the new walk through Moana area in Epcot where there's a bunch, there's like a water trail and water is a character in it, just like in the movie and all that jazz. The most important news though about Epcot in 2023 is that Figment is getting a meet and greet. 
Is that important? Yes, it's important. Fig- Figment is amazing. Hey. I mean, hey, Figment's ridiculously popular. I mean, you remember the popcorn bucket thing. I still want one of those. <laughs> um, they haven't said how long it's going to be, when, where it's going to be. Probably Imagination Pavilion. Um, how long it will be there, anything. Just how it's going to, how is it even going to be there? But Figment will be back. And that's exciting to me, at least. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. All right. We got the blue sky stuff happening. Now, I'm going to kind of these kind of rope these together because they are intrinsically tied as being blue sky. Blue sky, of course, folks, I keep saying that term. And I never realized I've actually defined it on the episode. Blue sky is best possible outcome super early in the future. This is all design. This is all concept. These possibly are not going to happen. It could be some combination of what was proposed or all of it or none of it. Like, it was, it's all just conceptual at this stage. Right. And the way they announced this, they very made that clear. They acted very No, nervous. they didn't because every YouTube react said this confirmed and well, none you, of it's confirmed. Okay. Yeah. But YouTubers are stupid. Um, We're kind of YouTuber adjacent. I know what I said. <laughs> Shit, we're never getting invited to any parties, Garrison. God damn it. We weren't getting invited to parties to begin with. What if one day Disney's like, oh yeah, you guys are big time. You're going to come out to D23. And then they get to that bit in that one podcast from 17 years prior that says we were assholes. Look, huh? I'm not saying How Disney's stupid. I'm saying that YouTubers are. Also, I've already, we've already made very clear stances that could know. very much not get us invited to things. So I'm fine. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we got some announcements here with about Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom. Uh, Animal Kingdom, we got a very, very early development look at what's going to be replacing Dinoland USA. The concepts we were shown were Moana and Zootopia, um, which is interesting. We'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, the concepts we got for Magic Kingdom is, as they were calling it, what is behind Big Thunder Mountain? Um for the sake of ease, I'm going to be calling this area New Frontierland because I would bet money that's, that's exactly what, they're going to call what it. I expect them to call it. Because you've got new, you got new Fantasyland in both parks, so I, I fully expect that to mm-hmm. happen here as well. So yeah, so new fan, new uh, not new Fantasyland. I'm already doing New Frontier. New Frontierland is has the possibility of including Coco, Encanto, and a Disney villains area. Uh, this area would be the city i'm blanking on the name if you could help me out here mitch from coco oh i'll google it i can't um, pull it off the top of my head covering most of it and then it's also going to have an area for the house from encanto as well as la casita the, la, yeah as well as then going off into an area that's all about villains um that even in the concept art the villains area sounds like cecilia villain. mexico thank you the, even in the concept art, the villains area is just like barely shown. It's all foggy. But it would stuff. be so cool. What I want to talk about before we even talk, actually, let's talk details about this, and then I want to talk about how we feel about them showing blue sky stuff so early. I'm I really like these ideas. I I have no problem with any of them. the The only one I have reservations for, uh, with regards to Walt Disney World, is the fact that we're getting the Moana experience in Epcot, and now they're talking about doing a Moana-themed 
portion or attraction or whatever it's going to be as part of what Dino Land USA will end up becoming. And I don't know how well something like that will work. Um, because it just seems like it's too much. Um, I am very much looking forward to whatever dinosaur gets rethemed to. I'm expecting it to be some sort of expedition through the biomes of Zootopia, which would be awesome. I don't think dinosaurs changing. It has to. It if they rethemed Dinoland USA, dinosaur has to change. Dinosaur already stands on its own as this weird museum in the park. So no, it's going to change. It will change. I guarantee you, dinosaur will get a retheme as part of whatever this blue sky concept ends up becoming. Yeah, um, it's been interesting watching the reaction to this one in particular. I like the Moana stuff. I'm 50-50 on the Zootopia stuff. Um, I love Zootopia. On one hand, I love Zootopia, and it very much excites me seeing this kind of stuff. Zootopia has a lot of possibility of a new thrill ride, which I'm really interested in. And Disney, I really think Disney needs more thrill rides. Um, it's a part... It, and it won't be a new ride. It's going to be a re-theme of Dinosaur. In terms of competition in florida the place that they lose every time is thrill rides universal outranks them in every regard sea world outranks them in every regard well sea world's got coasters lego land bush gardens the lego land mitch um i really could hope i really could see them doing more i don't think if dinosaur gets changed i don't think it's gonna be part of zootopia i think i can see that more as part of moana um, the Moana area I do think looks interesting at least in the concept art we kind of have a Dumbo looking ride and a almost small world storybook canals kind of looking thing but actually almost looks like uh, Splash Mountain um, and again it's hard it's hard to tell like it is just concept art at the end of the day so it'll be it'll have something to do with the pirates I would expect so yeah. we'll we'll, I, we'll see if and what happens here. Um, I'm excited to see what happens with that part of the park because in visiting Animal Kingdom, Dino Land USA does feel dated. It does feel like it needs a revamp. Uh, there are a few things to do. I do think that the Bugs Life show, it's tough to be a bug, also should be something that is looked at as part of a, a any Animal Kingdom revamp. I, I have such uh, nostalgia for that show just from my first trip as a kid when it still had the bugs and all that stuff and it would like, Wait, freak everybody out you know, last time i was there they didn't go off oh i thought they so were i don't know there. if they were just down or they didn't go off admittedly i haven't gone on gone to that show since i was like 12 but i went to it specifically because i wanted to scare the shit out of my at the time fiance and it didn't, <laughs> it didn't happen, happen and i was disappointed Rip. Yeah. um but no i really like this moana area i definitely have the same concerns of like it's a lot of as much as I love Moana and I do think the representation is really needed there. It is a lot of one place, one uh, movie for this area. At the same time, the representation of the Pacific islands fits so well into animal kingdoms vibe of being partially about inclusion. That's where I kind of fall on Zootopia. I don't think it fits the same vibe. I feel like it can. Uh, there are aspects of it that can, but I do agree. Like the, the beauty of Animal Kingdom Park is it doesn't rely. I mean, I say it doesn't rely as heavily on IP, but the most popular attractions in the park are both in the Avatar Land, which is based on IP. So I kind of eat my own words on that one. 
but it doesn't feel as like Hollywood studios is the IP land for me. When I go to Walt Disney world, I don't want to be inundated with IP lands when it comes to animal kingdom. I do expect this to be some sort of, I don't know, you call it nature land or some, something they're, they're better at naming things than I am. I'm pretty good at naming things, but I can't really think of what this could really be themed as, but you want it to be something that encompasses the idea of nature and conservationalism and, and, and that sort of aspect of it, which is what I feel like they're already building in Epcot with the Moana experience there, which is why I feel like it's going to be a little out of place having that same kind of vibe in two different parks. Mm -hmm. But I look forward to be proven wrong by the incredible ingenuity and uh, ideation that comes out of Imagineering when it comes to Dinoland USA. But as I want to see them re just retheme Triceratops spin. Like, There's no way you're getting that back. But why not? Dude. I mean, Goofy Sky School exists. Why can't that exist? It could be a Zootopia ride. It's not going to happen. I know. It does not work as a Zootopia ride and definitely doesn't work as a Moana ride. Um, I don't think we can stop talking about this without quickly at least mentioning Beastly Kingdom. Um, yeah. I am a little... You know, I was I was one of the people that was like, I would be very interesting to bring that idea back. Uh, Beastly Kingdom was kind of this idea of mythical creatures, dragons, unicorns, sea monsters, that kind of deal. And it actually was a very interesting idea going alongside everything else of seeing how nature and stuff has affected fantasy. Which mm -hmm. is a very interesting idea. And it was originally concepted for the park. That's why this is actually a full thing and whatnot. Uh, even if you look at the original Animal Kingdom signs, there's a dragon there, and that was supposed to be Beastly Kingdom. Um, now, um, Pandora is where that was originally slated to be. Yeah. Um, the other interesting thing, too, is you look at their competition across the way with Universal Studios Orlando, and they are still actively building their third gate epic universe, which is going to incorporate a lot of this same theming and that's why as what Beastly Kingdom would have been. That is exactly why I think they're like, we're not going to do that. We're going to stick to our IPs because they They're made it very clear to IP. They made it very clear that even if these are not what's happening, IP is still is what is going to reign supreme. Um, well, I mean, you look at, you look at their most popular attractions that have been added to the parks in the last five years or 10 years, even going back avatar cars, Avengers, um, star Wars, Ratatouille. Like those are, those are the are toy story. Ultimately, those, it's one of those the IP things, is though. what drives traffic in the parks. It's a business. So it makes sense to lean into that, but that wasn't Walt's original vision, which is where I can see them. There being a bit of a conflict there, mm -hmm. right? I do think they're going to try to flirt that line the best that they can. But like ultimately, yeah. the decisions that are being made right now in the parks involve money. As much as I hate Bob Chapek, and I have made it very clear that I do not like Bob Chapek. He as have most man. major, as of most you know, Disney fans, they had to mute the audience multiple times over the course of this weekend because of Bob JPEG. There was a interview with him. I want to say it was variety. Um, there was a really good interview with him though. That was like, just got straight to the point and asked him questions on why are you pricing things the way you're pricing things right now? Looking back, do you guys think you handled, how did you think about handling the Scarlett Johansson beef? How do you feel about the Don't Say Gay Bill? I'm gonna. I will link. I'll tell you. What, I'm gonna link this in the description for this. Fair but, but it was a really, really great article. Just getting right to the point with him, and again, still hate the guy. 
the answer did he, he gave, answer the questions he answered everything the scarjo one That's especially surprising. was a very much a non-answer of there was a lot of hands in it and uh i don't think his answer to the don't say gay bill questions were suitable in my opinion in my personal opinion but he was very honest about pricing and what goes into that those decisions and basing it off of you know long-standing annual pass holders versus people who's their one and only time going it was it was things that like they make sense i don't like them i think they are business over consumer decisions but ultimately we live in late stage capitalism i mean that's where we're at Uh, i understand as well coming coming out of a global pandemic not understanding where revenues are going to be and how the landscape for theme parks has changed as well as everything else globally that it makes sense to make the most cautious decision that you can when it comes to some of these larger multi-billion dollar investments this company is making. So to invest in IP and to invest in IP in the park from a business sense makes the most sense at the moment. Which, as much as you hate to say it, their business sense is still in the right place and they're still making money hand over fist. Hollywood Reporter. As can be attested by my credit card bill. Oh yeah. Hollywood Reporter, not Variety. Just want to get that out there. Can you um, link that so I can read it after we finish recording? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Oh, uh-huh. you also don't for, you don't lose it for the show notes. Oh yeah. Thank oh you. yeah, very much so. Um, okay, talking about the Magic Kingdom expansion, uh, I love I love this. I love these ideas. I really hope this is what we get. I want villains in the parks. That's if we and that's all we get from this is the the other side of Big Thunder is the underworld. I want to talk villain cove or whatever the frig they're going to call it. I'd be more than content. We have wanted a villain park forever. And they might, they reference that they reference that people have wanted a villain, villain park. park. Give me a villain attraction, dude. Villain park, a whole park. Villain park is such a thing. The fans want that is a full storyline in the kingdom keeper series. Um, it is a whole thing of like the whole thing about that series is it's all of the, all the rides, all the animatronic stuff, everything's real. And the villains are very evil and the heroes are very good. And they're like, oh yeah, the entire reason a villain park wasn't made was because the villains would have too much power. Like, they made this a plot point in this show. The fact that it could be a possibility is so exciting to me. But somehow even more exciting to me is that Coco would be getting its own area. Because Coco, and Encanto to a lesser degree, has been so insultingly put in put into the parks to me yeah and condo's been some meet and greets i know there's a a treat trail with bruno at uh oogie boogie this year coco it really has been you know it's halloween let's bring out the dio de los muertos presentation and they kind of sort of threw it in the mexico pavilion in epcot but even then it's just oh let's add some dio de los muertos stuff and let's put up some boards explaining what Dia de los Muertos is and educating some people, which is great. I love educating people. I think that's actually a very big part of the Disney parks is education. Um, but it was so, so tacked on. And for a while, a lot of people were talking about like, oh, you have these three amigos, uh, Donald, Jose, and... Um, the three the three, three caballeros, caballeros right in Mexico, the Mexico Pavilion. Sorry. And it's not no, a good no, ride. I got you. I literally, as you were saying that, I had we're, pulled we're up the, the, the page on it because yeah. I wanted to suggest exactly what you're about to suggest. A lot of people were like, we want to get rid of that ride. Let's put in a Coco ride. Let's re-theme all of this to Coco. Let's really go hard on it. 
I love the idea. I love it so much more making it its own area, actually getting to experience the town, seeing the graveyard, going into that, maybe having some of those shrines set up for Dia de los Muertos, making it a constant thing, a constant education point in the park is something that's so exciting to me. See, I would love if they did both. Why? So I, I would love to see more of the, the the representation of Mexican culture in Magic Kingdom when it comes to Coco and then have a dark ride that is like the journey to find Bruno. And it is, you know, dark and spooky and moody and, and all of that. And you still retheme. Like, I still think the Grand Fiesta Tour should be rethemed to Coco or it's a joint thing between the cast of Coco and Encanto and you bring them together for one crazy big celebration or something. Miguel and Maribel host it. Why not? I mean, I understand why not, because um, Encanto does not take place in Mexico. Of course, it takes place in, I think it's somewhere in South America. I can't remember exactly. I think it's, it may be fictionalized, but I don't remember off the top of my head. And I know you're Googling it. And I appreciate that. But it absolutely makes sense to retheme the Grand Fiesta Tour and introduce some new entertainment. That's an attraction uh, I didn't know existed when I visited Epcot. Columbia. That's how unknown it, or uh, uh, off the beaten path it is. There's literally and like and one sign. People to There's it. like one sign that tells you that that attraction is there. Otherwise, you just have to assume that you can go into the pyramid. Which I had no idea. We walked right past it. Uh, but, um, yeah, Encanto's in Colombia. Colombia, yes, thank you. So it doesn't really make sense in the Grand, in, in the grand Fiesta Tour, given that that's Mexican-themed, but... You know, you do the you do the big e-ticket attraction for Encanto in Magic Kingdom. You do the you do a retheme of Grand Fiesta Tour, actually make it something people stop at at the Mexico Pavilion. Maybe drive some more traffic away from the uh, Norway Pavilion and um, Frozen and was it Frozen Ever After? Uh, yeah. Name of the attraction there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that would be nice. Uh, give us another big ticket item to see in. The uh, world showcase. Can I complain about Frozen's line for a second? Because that is the one of the most frustrating, jam-packed, close to people lines in the entire park, and I hate it. Um, so I didn't stand in it because we had fast, fast passes. passes. Yeah, I figured as much. Um, no, that <laughs> line is frustrating and annoying, and it's great when there's no one there, but it is like everyone is so jam-packed together. It's annoying. So I'm I'm actually very. This is going to tangent to my gripes with the park and with the old fast pass system versus what we have now with genie plus i hated the fact that i'd wake up at 8 a.m to make a 60-day reservation for rides because when we went on our trip to get engaged which i knew i was going to propose on that trip so it had to be perfect or as perfect as it could be i had to get up at 6 a.m to drive into small town in rural ontario because we were camping that weekend so i had to drive from the campsite to our closest tim horton's because I didn't trust my cellular data to cover me, I had to get, get on Wi-Fi, and Timmy's was the closest free Wi-Fi I could find to book all these damn attractions. I had my iPad out on the Wi-Fi, my phone, my wife had her phone out. It was it was chaos. Mitch, I appreciate it. But we got everything we wanted. We got, we, got, we got Slinky Dog. We got Frozen. We got everything we wanted to hit. But I love the fact that for this next trip, I, yes, I had to plan for dining reservations and for Savvy and stuff like that. But I didn't have to worry about the attractions. Day of, lines are long. We're going to pay 20 bucks, get Genie Plus, buy, pick the attractions we want, and go about it. If the lines aren't bad, we're not going to pay the 20 bucks. We're going to act like a local and stand in all the lines. I, mean, I, like, I, love, I love having you on the show because you manage to take every story you have and make it the most Canadian thing possible. 
I'm sorry, Tim Hortons was the closest free Wi-Fi to the campsite. <laughs> it, it's, you don't even try to do McDonald's. it. It's just That's why you're getting the free Wi-Fi. It's either Timmy's or McDonald's. It's, it's, Especially it's if you're rural. You don't even try you to do it. It just happens. Look, there, are, there are three restaurants that exist in every rural town in Ontario. Subway, Tim Hortons, and a random family pizza chain. It's not always the same pizza chain, but the pizza's always the same. Honestly, though, shout out to the family pizza chains. They're never great, but they, you always know what you get. They're good enough. They're good enough. <laughs> um, but no, I think the, uh, what really I love about this being villains Encanto and Coco is a. It feels like their answer, their response to um, Epic Universe. Yeah. That means though multiple e-ticket attractions. Coco and Encanto. Well, it, have the if fan they retheme if they retheme something in Me the Mexico Pavilion to Coco, I don't think you need the Coco attraction. You well, can they, do the meet and greets. You can do the dining. Well, they already talked about what the Coco attraction might be of that. You going right. this ride going into that world of Coco, crossing that bridge, mm -hmm. crossing the Mar the Marigold Bridge, and entering. Which I think you world. could also do that as part of a retheme of the Grand Fiesta tour. Oh, same. But I think that this. But is I, be more so what? What I what I what I foresee happening is if this happens in the next five to ten years, while Bob Chapek is still the CEO of the Walt Disney Company, is they'll want to do three to four major e-ticket attractions at this new land. They'll get two, and they will retheme Grand Fiesta in Mexico, and people will be upset that Coco isn't getting an attraction in Magic Kingdom, and that it feels like a second-class citizen and is being kicked out to Epcot. So the reason I'm saying all the way going about this the way I'm going about this is because I do really think that with this being as blue sky as it is, it is and as conceptual as it is, how far out it will be, this is their answer to Epic Universe. So it, it has to be big. They can't just, oh, we're going to actually put this stuff over in Epcot as much as well, we need, want. It needs to be something that they can, they have to reasonably be able to put out a lot of this this decade because Epic universe will be opening 2025 as of recording. I don't think they have to put it out this decade. I think it can take, I think they can take a little bit longer with it because of that excitement around the IPs. I mean, look at the difference in, it has to at least be announced. Like they, people need to know it's coming. Otherwise you are definitely going to see park admissions. Like things will turn down once Epic universe opens at universal. You oh, will absolutely. see but we saw a that lot more drive because Epic universe, the, the third park opening there is fully IP driven. Like that is their intent. That's where Super Nintendo Land is going to be. That's where they're going to do probably a Minions Land. They're going to do a lot of the things with the IPs that they have. And if if Disney doesn't have a an immediate or near immediate answer, you're going to see that reflected in stock price. You're going to see that reflected in ticket sales. So the thing about it is, this is theme parks we're talking about. Immediate does not mean within a decade. Or actually, no, immediate does mean within a decade. It doesn't mean within a year, within a month. It doesn't mean those things. Oh, no, no. Plans. I meant more so like the announcement of what, like concrete plans, not blue sky plans. And I think we'll get those. I think we will get those within the time of that before Epic Universe is fully open. I think the one way I go back to is with Harry Potter Land, the original Harry Potter Land in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge was a direct response to Harry Potter. Like, full stop. That's what it was. That was the plan. We all know that's what it was. They have not been, they've been honest about that. That's why they created that. And that was released a while, a good amount of time after Harry Potter and blew up and took over the space. Theme parks work in a weird ass way. And I could totally see them doing that. 
and, and give we you continue to work in a weird ass way to bring you all of this stuff here on the show. Yeah, we could talk about this for hours upon end. We will talk about this for hours on end off camera, but we are almost to three hours. We have to end this podcast. Which is why I just said what I did. It yes. had to happen. I'm sorry, Griffin. I, I, I hate to cut you off mid-idea. Nah, I will. But I know we could talk. I, I know we will talk about this either on camera or off camera for hours. We will continue to do so here on the show, over on Twitter, at D plus us. Griffin is all over the place at Griffin D-Pad. That's G-R-I-F-F-I-D-P-A-D. I'm all over the place at Mr. Mitch George. Links at MitchGeorge.com. When we inevitably get to playing some games together and streaming that, wherever that ends up being, you know... The entirety of our time is going to be taken up with some of these discussions. So we appreciate yeah, you. We'll finally talk about this here. Finally talk about blue sky. Yeah. Cause I do want to have that conversation at some point, but that won't be on this episode. We are fully out of time over away no. over time. So yeah, keep an eye out for other stuff. Uh, we do mention it earlier on the show. We do have some weekly episodes going out right now for high school musical, the musical, the series, the finale, as well as she Hulk. And then we will be doing Andor as soon as Andor's coming out. Keep an eye out for all the other stuff. Keep an eye out for our eventual Camp Rock episode that we have been talking about for far too long as something we're going to do but haven't actually done. There's plenty coming. That's the future, as is pretty much everything we talked about today. So until next time, folks, have a magical day.